Yes. Keep up the work. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm... David Dedrick. And there's the pause, the refreshers. That's refreshers? Okay. Refreshers. Refreshers. I'm sorry. My mouth doesn't work anymore. We've been doing this 12 years. <laughs> Happy anniversary, my friend. Happy anniversary. This is our 12th anniversary of doing the Sneaky Dragon podcast. Yes. If it was a child, it would be awkward. The child would be going through that very awkward uh, 12 uh, stage. Yeah, you're not a kid. You're not a teenager. You're just uh, uh, weird. Your body doesn't work good. <laughs> you know, things, all the good bits yeah. about being a teenager haven't kicked in yet. Yeah. It's just all the, huh? And uh, things things are off to weird starts. And what you've got the- no experience <laughs> dealing with it. Well, that begs the question. What are the good things about being a teenager? Um, uh, there's, there's nice things that uh, you can uh, do. <laughs> that you'll enjoy that your body will enjoy okay. like later but probably around 12 nope it'll be like weird hmm. you know there'll be some fun okay. uh you'll start to we... maybe enjoy okay. uh other, other people in certain ways that's pleasant okay uh you'll get smarter that's that's nice hmm. uh your well, brain you, works you, you think you will <laughs> i think so i think i think you, you get smarter or uh, you start seeing the world in a different a different way uh, you get access to better movies. Oh, that's true. You know, you get that. Well, I mean, uh, and you it's see, rel- that, it's relative, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think generally, you know, uh, there's only so many movies that are great, great movies that are for under twelve year olds. There, there's lots of them, but I think it just you, you don't. It's one of those things like you don't know what you're missing, though. Of Music. Course. How about that? Music for under 12-year-olds and music for over 12-year-olds. If you were to go into your music catalog and go, all songs that are inappropriate for uh, under 12, and you got rid of them all, that wouldn't be as much of a fun music uh, catalog. I guess if you're thinking in terms of modern stuff, but I feel like there's lots of good... There's Hi-Ho by the Seven Dwarves, I guess. There's more than that. I mean, That's about it. I I mean, I was a kid, so I would have been in grade... Three or four. I mean, I remember well. Great, maybe a little bit older than that. But I remember listening to like "Fame" by David Bowie on the radio. Okay, that was pretty exciting. Was David Bowie uh, an appropriate artist for uh, twelve and under? Well, you don't. Yes, because he was. Was he, he? Yeah, he was on Bing Crosby's Christmas special. Okay, we didn't know that he was a cokehead. He didn't walk Bing around. Cros- with a- Bing Crosby. <laughs> David Bowie. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't Bing Crosby's worse. <laughs> you know, he was like a kid beaten son of a son of a sack of shit. That's it. Turns out that's that's bad. I mean, no, I was going to say that's that's uh, debatable. Oh, is it? In, yes, there's a very good um, biography about him by by a guy named Gary Giddens who talks about everything in great detail. And yes, that's somewhat so, debatable. All right. So the feeling was that his kids were making that up about him. I think there was just some bitterness because of. You know, like the kids, there was a divorce, so the kids were affected by that, you know, and so a lot of ill will towards their dad from that, mm-hmm. or, you know, so kind of, you know. You, you know. don't think he was a slappy dad then? He, well, he might have been like a normal slappy dad of the time. Oh, but not, Jesus. Okay, but not fine. like, not like, <laughs> we're gonna get I don't mean that. like, I don't mean like, <laughs> you know, like a crazy, you know, kid, you know, child abuser or whatever level mm-hmm. of, you know, I think you kind of have to put in the, 
From what I've heard, he didn't whip his children with chains. From what I've heard, David Bowie was not like that, Uh, or I've never heard uh, anything about uh, about him. So I would go of the two, and I get you know when you go like who's more family friendly, Bing Crosby or David (laughs) Bowie? I would go who would I think would be safer with a family would be David Bowie, probably. Yeah, and by coincidence, uh, my wife has worked with his uh, son. Oh, really? Yeah, on a comic book. Hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of like output that was family friendly, I would say Bing Crosby is probably more family friendly like sure. the road movies and the bells of saint mary's and oh yeah all that sort of stuff but yeah but i think you know the occasional minstrel scene in a movie that would not uh <laughs> wouldn't stand fly up nowadays. right now no is that in, is that in holiday or winter whichever that one is it's it's either holiday, holiday inn? inn or white christmas okay. i'm going to assume holiday inn because if it was white christmas that would be too obvious and people would bring that up <laughs> right all the time yeah 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 uh, I'm saying 12 was an awkward age. Do you do you think 12 was a good age? Solid age for you? Fun? Good yeah, times? It was good times. All right, very good. I mean, there's less responsibility, you know? Like, if I was a teenager. Did you know that, though? That's the thing. When you say well, that's that's less th- responsibility, to but, a kid, yeah. you've got all the responsibility. But you know it later. Like when you're like, oh, later, wish- later you figure it out. Well, you'll know a lot of stuff later. I wish I was a teenager. Then I could be doing this vacuuming the pool. No one told me this was part of it. Right. Mowing the lawn. Oh, my gosh. But when you're weekend? when you're a kid, everything matters like a hundred. You know, there's very little, you know, I mean, you just out playing with your friends. That's like full responsibility. You don't think I got it free and easy. This is all good. I mean, you might take a nap, and, but even so, if you're taking a nap, probably you're obligated to take that nap yeah. and required to take that nap by law, whether it's in the school or at home. Uh, but, you know, the, I, when you're a kid, do you think like, these are easy breezy times? No, no, you're right. Of course you yeah. don't. It's in retrospect. But I mean, we're talking retrospect and I feel like 12 in retrospect was pretty good. Okay. And also I was an early starter about what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Enjoying yourself later very on. Very late teens. starter for me. Okay. So that's yeah. how we how we differ. Yeah. A very early starter. Yeah, it wasn't until about Purely six, by accident. Six, six and again it was accident for me too. But like sixteen <laughs> figuring that out. Wow. And then okay. that uh that took up a lot of time. <laughs> well you had a lot to make up for. I remember there was uh, we're talking about, you know, self shenanigans. Yeah. And that's how we're starting this episode. That's interesting. That's how the next year is gonna be. <laughs> if you enjoyed the previous twelve years, this is how this is going down. I went once upon a time to uh Science World here in Vancouver. Yeah. And they had uh, a thing and it was for kids. Yeah. And it was an exhibit about uh or an exhibit, I guess exhibit, about sex. And one of the things was uh, self-gratification. Mm. And they had a little video, and they were explaining it all. And when I saw that, I went, like, that would have been really useful to me uh, <laughs> back in the day. Like, Because sure. I, I got taken into the separate rooms. Yeah. You know, the girls go here, the boys go here. We're going to break it down for you. Here's a film. Wow. And, and everything was not clear. Yeah, yeah. It was not clear. It was just like, eh, that's going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And this will happen. And you could tell the teacher didn't want to be doing doing this. And everyone's weird. And then, you know, they go, have you got any questions? And I had a question. And then I realized, you don't ask fucking no, questions. No, there's no questions. It's like this. the army. You know, we're going on a march. Any questions? <laughs> yes, sir. I was wondering. How long is this march? Yeah, how long is this march? Is this required Let's march? get some push-ups. <laughs> All right. Any uh, questions about your body and how that's going to be for the rest of your life? Um, I guess. Uh, shut up! None of your business. How your body's going to operate? Well, probably everyone in no that room. No clue. Everyone in that room felt the same as you. Like absolute, out as absolutely, absolutely mortified. Let's get the hell out of here. And then for someone to go, like, can we please make this longer? No. Mm. Quiet. Let's just get out of this room. 
It is tainted by this film we just watched. Yeah. So what's the deal with this special pee that's coming out? <laughs> uh, why is it uh, like that? And what's the situation? And I don't, know, remember, being, was, I don't remember it being that detailed. But well, I do remember this bit, which was in my, now you might have already experienced some things called uh, uh, where this, 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 and this happened. And I was like, not at all. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about yeah. at all. And, uh, you know, could really use a supplemental pamphlet that I could take <laughs> home and read, you know, uh, at my own leisure. Yeah. But uh, no dice. And, of course, there was no internet back then. So, you know, I don't know. I may not have paid attention because I remember being, like, horrified when my next door neighbor, who was a year older than me, got a leg on a leg, hair on his legs. And I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. And then next year I did, too. And I was like, oh, I guess everyone does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess I missed that part of the movie. And I do remember, I was boy, I was quite a bit younger. I was still in elementary school. And some I had, like, vacation friends Yep. At that we all stayed at the motel at the same time every year. And one year we decided it would be great fun to sleep out in the boat. And, of course, it was just, it was just hijinks, like, you know. We weren't teenagers. We're still like elementary school kids, but we were yeah. just goofing around and stuff. But one of the kids thought it'd be... Back when you could leave ki- little kids yeah, alone, on a boat. In a boat on a lake. On a lake. <laughs> yes. Seemed perfectly fine. Again, whenever you get into this stuff, it's always like, it was a different time. How different? How very different. Victorian England different? Not that different. Not that different. Didn't... Take time Victorian off from England... your job as a chimney sweep. Yeah. Victorian uh, England feels more dangerous than the time I grew up in, even if parents... Had a certain level of, I wouldn't say indifference, but just kind of like a, a the, laissez-faire. Yeah, by the way, I remember being out on a boat as well, mm-hmm. you know, by myself. You know, uh, I think I had a life jacket, or at least there was so, one yeah. I could see so. in the boat that yeah. had little to do with me. And then, they, of course, they had to, and I, I do want to hear the rest of your story. Yeah. But then I remember there were, like, ads on TV that were, you know, hey, we're all having fun, wee, wee, wee. And then the next thing you see is, like, life jackets floating in the in the lake. And I remember that, too. Like, That's that right. Ad, That's right. right. It, it like, is a good. And it's basically, put your damn life jacket mm-hmm, on. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're. So one one of the guys decided to be hilarious to press his testicles up against the window of the boat, and uh, the thing that I I noticed because of course I was right by my face, right? He had a hair, and I was like, "What the hell? Right? <laughs> What's going on here? Right? I am not ready for this." But uh, I it turned out it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. You guys were really balls to the wall. <laughs> we were balls to the window. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're prepared or not. It's going to happen. So yeah. I guess it's good they prepare you somewhat, even if it's the most euphemistically vague way of preparing people for something. Mm-hmm. And it seems most of it concentrates on like body changes that, you know, like acne, you know, hair. doesn't really go too much into like sexual elements of it. No, I mean, even stuff like you're going to get acne. Oh, OK. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, you know this, right? Right. OK. And your hormones, again, not don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Are going to act up and you're going to have changes in your body. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like this, this, and this. Um, still not clear on still, on this yeah. situation. Yeah. What? I mean, I got the whole where babies come from thing. Uh, that was broken down real that, good. I knew that very. I learned that very early on. I had uh, uh, my mom's having a baby ABC after school special that really <laughs> uh, uh, filled that out for me. It was much earlier than that. I don't. I'd have to ask my mom exactly how old I was because I was once again before grade four. Before grade four, we were in the car and my. One of my brothers asked my mom where babies came from. 
And my mom started to give some sort of like, you know, well, the stork, <laughs> that sort of thing. And I went, I went, no, no, the man puts his penis inside the woman and then a baby comes out. And I was like, what? <laughs> How did you learn that? I don't know where I learned it, though. So it must have, must have been some schoolyard gossip. And then she gossip. said to you, information I could have used. <laughs> Wouldn't have three Why are you filling those boys? guys in? <laughs> Would have had three boys bedeviling my life. Yeah. Do you remember your mom being pregnant? I don't remember my mom being pregnant. I do remember, weirdly, I remember the night my brother was born. Like, my, my youngest brother was born. Okay. I do remember that night. You didn't deliver him, though. It was an emergency. I had to. Okay. I said, I need I need hot water and I need towels. I don't know what for. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have a bath. And then you sold the towels and you were able to afford a doctor. I just had a bath. Okay. Um, Good. No, I just remember being uh, taken over to my aunt's house like late at night and dropped okay. there so, so my, mom could, my mom and dad went to the hospital. And that's sort of my memory of it. I don't really remember my mom being pregnant, though, which is mm-hmm. weird. Like She obviously was. She was. I remember my mom being pregnant when I was nine. And uh, that was my sister, Dale. So we went through that whole thing. And that was a big surprise because she couldn't have kids before it. That yeah, was the thing. yeah. That's Both a me shocker. and my sister were adopted, my mm-hmm. uh, two years younger than me sister. And uh, and yeah, so it was like, I don't know what happened, but surprise to everybody. Yeah. And there you go. And so, yeah, it was like, oh, all right. We got filled in on how this all went down generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as you, you know, you want, are appropriate. We watched, I remember there was a PBS special and they showed a baby being born. And uh, nope. <laughs> Not prepared for that. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. But, you know, there it is. I've talked about that. that how about a different angle? Lakes. How about, a, you know, listen. <laughs> how about just, honestly, three-quarter shot would have been better for that. Mm. I don't need the 3D glasses <laughs> one. It's more the, it's more all this yelling that I yeah. found disturbing. Like, you know, you can kind of like, I think you're aware that it's a painful experience. You see it in movies and stuff like that. But it's when they show you like a video of actual women actually having a baby and the sort of body changes that you don't really hear about, like that, you know, like they grow hair along their belly and stuff like that. And so you're seeing that and you're just seeing all these sort of changes and you're, you know, and they're like, well, this is what you're in for. And you're like, you know, I don't know, maybe you should have showed me this picture like four years ago. Like, that would have been nice. Would have been nice to know this, you know, mm-hmm. this possibility. <laughs> but uh, now you're telling us, thanks. Appreciate it. In fact, I felt. I remember, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again since it's our 12th anniversary. Um, I remember. Is this the best of episode? Yeah, basically. Okay. Thank God. Best Here's of, a clip show. Best of me. Because uh, that's when I was fishing. So I happened to be home one weekend. I'd gone, come all the way home. And then so the, the district nurse came to show us this video. And essentially it was just like a bunch of, uh, like a montage of women yelling and yelling and birth and various strips of birth and so there was like women laying down women squatting women in water all kinds of different ways and then but they're all yelling doesn't matter what which 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 version you want to do you're going to end up with some yelling and so we watched this and then the lady's like well what do you think of that and i said what do you think of that i said why did (laughs) why did you even show us that like i don't need to see that i mean i know it's coming yeah but i don't need to see it I'll experience it. I don't, I'm not ready for either of these things, either seeing it now or seeing it later. And in fact, I feel like now it's made it worse to me. I don't want to know. I'd be like, oh, you're getting some teeth pulled out? Let me show you a video of people having their teeth pulled out. But no. You know what? I'm laying out. I don't even see it. Getting my teeth pulled out. Oh, I know something's happening. I can see him like working something, but I can't. Uh, but my teeth are frozen. I don't want to know what's going on in some detail. Just let them do it. Would you feel that about like any other operation or medical yeah. procedure? You don't want it to be. Do you think informed? I would want to watch someone do a stomach operation? 
well, you're going to have a stomach operation. Here's how they do it. No, I don't need to see it. It's fine. Well, I mean, you are seeing someone make, get to the other side of it, and it was successful. Could it make corrections? Because they're not, they're not showing you the blooper reel. Doctor, can you keep me awake so I can direct you? I guess I'm, uh, I like to know stuff. So, like, if something's going to be happening, you know, even something like uh, having a colonoscopy, it's just, okay, let's find out as much as possible about what's going to be going on. Ugh. I'm going to be getting the tube down my throat to get stuff checked out. Okay, let's see how this goes. Because I don't want something rando to be happening in it that I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not correct. That's not, why, why are you doing that? Why are you talking about this? Why is this being brought up? You know, and uh, I just want to know as much information as I can. And then, you know, you have a nice conversation. I, I got to say the one thing that was weird to me as a kid about uh, seeing, you know, someone giving birth is, yeah, it seems painful. And no operation seems painful up until that point. Mm. It's all, we're going to put you out. Yeah. You're going to get your tonsils out. <laughs> yeah. And your throat's going to be a little sore, but now you're going to get ice cream. And it's that's as bad sore. as it gets. Yeah. There's no other thing for like any other operation or even on a medical show. You never have someone waking up in Marcus Welby, MD, or what have <laughs> you, and just going like, mother, fuck, this hurts. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you hurt because you... Yeah, that's you go to the doctor mm. and after the operation you're like how are you feeling feeling better doc feeling okay a little uh, <laughs> a little woozy yeah. i'm gonna have uh, some meal that's under this little tray and i'm gonna take that out and that's what i'm gonna have and yeah and this one is just like oh it's wild bald west you know it's painful and there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> really is this the only operation that's like that because it's it's it, it, everything up to a certain point seems very civilized mm. and 20th century yeah and then uh and then all of a sudden we got this one thing that what you gonna do <laughs> it's nature that's just the way it goes it's nature not what you can do yeah we haven't changed much i mean yeah. we have changed quite a quite a bit but. is this because uh it was mostly men who were doctors i don't know why you're saying that anyway here we go yeah it's painful it's painful but i mean operations are i mean operations are painful too i mean not when you sure. have them but afterwards did you have ton your tonsils out no i did but I watched a lot of sitcoms about it. Mm. Yeah, they don't they don't quite make uh, make it obvious like how it's super painful. Like like I, when I had it done, I didn't want to swallow. I would just walk around with like my mouthful of spit, and then I would just go to the bathroom and just like spit out this giant mouthful of of, of gob into a, into the sink, and then I would just go back out until I looked like a chipmunk again. Then I'd go back into the bathroom and the way they they presented it was mild sore throat, no. infinity ice cream. Well. We have it's Canadian healthcare, so that's not no infinity ice cream. Oh, okay. But we did get ice cream. We did get ice cream, but it wasn't infinity, and it was very painful. Was it painful to have the ice cream? I mean, it wasn't, they, it wasn't no, great. The, Eating wasn't great because they always acted like you're so lucky. You get all this ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but it hurts to swallow it. Yeah, but they don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't mention that. Yeah, it hurts to swallow it. And then when I had my stomach operations, what they don't, you know, like you don't realize that. The pain, pain medicine is so-so. Like, it's not 100% on you, you know what I mean? So, you're like, it works for a while, and then you, like, like your muscles in your, your stomach will, like, uncontrollably spasm. Yeah. And cause you great discomfort, you know? And so, that's not really being helped by the sort of mild, uh, you know, morphine that you're on. But... You know, it, now, it, and it that, goes away. So in that kind of situation, it would it have been good for the doctors to tell you after this operation, you're going to have uh, spasms in your stomach? Or would you rather just like, I'd rather just surprise. Yeah, I'd rather just okay. it, you know, discover it after. All right. Be like, oh, this is not comfortable, but oh, well, I guess it's normal. 
Well, this is the thing. I do, I would like to know the uh, is this normals mm. before something occurs to me. Yeah, you know, I don't want. Well, that's weird. Hey, uh, this <laughs> happened. Oh, that's normal. Is it okay? Good, good, good. Hey, this is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's normal. My stomach can't stop trying to clench it. Because I guess because they've cut through the stomach. Your stomach muscles have been cut through, of course, to get into your stomach. So then your your muscles are like, oh, we're sore. Let's clench yeah <laughs> i don't know why they want to do that yeah the reaction is normal <laughs> cutting through your stomach is not normal no that's which is why your stomach is doing this because it's going <laughs> what's going on exactly so then you know you're on and what's funny is my first operation i needed x amount of morphine but after my for my second stomach operation i needed more morphine because the morphine i that they 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 gave me wasn't prescribed me wasn't enough but then so i was in incredible discomfort and then they had to but they had to call the doctor at home to get him to approve, uh, increase the amount of morphine. So I had to okay. wait through this very painful time. But I think it was because you're weaker the second time you go through it all. Because I'd gone through chemo and everything, right? right. So I don't think my body was quite as as uh, strong as the first time I went through it all. So the second time I was more like, I just felt more like I was being beaten up by the whole process. Yeah. Whereas the first time you go through, you're like, this isn't so bad. Drinking this horrible chemical, that's fine. The second time you're just like, I can't even stand this. So yeah. So I think in some ways, not knowing what's happening is is kind of helpful. Okay. Because uh, you don't know. The second time I went through, I just knew every part of it. And I, just, I wasn't even like, I couldn't even prepare myself for the the colonic lavage I would have to drink. Yeah. Like, it was just so awful. And the first time it was really awful. But, you know, you you're not, you don't know how awful it is until you've had a few sips of it. Then you're just like, oh, my God, this is the most horrible thing I've ever drank in my life. I can't even like, so you're just, I had a juice and I had the stuff and I would take a, take a swig of one and then follow with the juice right away. Right. So it wash it down. And then I just kept doing that. Will over that make again. you never want juice again? Like no, it feels no. like you would have to. The juice it. was, the juice was, uh, the, was the oasis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, was it oasis juice? That's right. It was oasis. No, that's a weird ad for it. Okay. It was pineapple juice of all things too. That was huh. weird. Yeah. Okay. Isn't, isn't that odd? It is. But it was good. But I don't know if it's odd. I don't know what's the uh, oddest juice then, <laughs> or, or the most. Well, I just feel like juice. apple juice would be like their go-to. Like it seems, feels like sure apple it, juice. It feels like, like apple juice. If you open a hospital, apple juice just shows. Like up. if you if you, but if you open a menu at like a restaurant and you you go look at juices, it's going to be apple juice or orange juice. It's pretty rare that it's pineapple juice mm-hmm. on a menu, right? So I just feel it's like odd, it's odd that there's apple juice there too. On a, yeah, I guess you're right. It's mostly orange juice, isn't it? Yeah, that's a breakfast go-to. But I think it, well, I guess I'm thinking about kids drinks and stuff like that they would have apple juice but anyway yeah it's not important i'd rather just not know here's a weird question my whole life i would just don't want to know anything i don't even want to know what death is like okay so, yeah that's good yeah it's good no no you wouldn't no, you spoiled it no it's good that you don't want to know that that's fine uh it would be interesting if it was just the first thing you hear is surprise and it's just like that's that's yeah. what it is because you know <laughs> like what it's like yeah. Okay. And then they're like, what'd you think it was going to be? And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I didn't know what to And then they go, wrong. And they're like, okay. And then they yeah. bring you like a uh, filet of fish sandwich. I'm like, really? It's like, yep, everyone gets a free filet of fish sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's one. Good. It seems kind of random. One. You get one filet of fish sandwich. Yeah. All right. All right Jeez. I guess. What's the Jeez. next part? I'm not going to tell you because you're going to tell everybody. <laughs> it's fine. You'll like it. I feel like if that's where you are, you're not going to tell anybody anything, but. It's nice to get a filet of fish sandwich. Yeah. I like filet of fish sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how they make it easier for you. It's mm. like that's that's the warm up. It's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, oh, this is very comforting. <laughs> you got any fries? Ooh, do you want some fries? Of course <laughs> well, you can't have fries. Geez, it's the afterlife. Cousin. It's the afterlife. You can't have fries. 
Uh, but there's just a filet fish sandwich. And then, uh, you know, they, they tell you all the other stuff. Death is probably pretty sarcastic. You're right. So jaded by this point. Why wouldn't it be? If I've we have sarcasm all. in life, I've how could there all. not be sarcasm in death? <laughs> how? Because there's the universe. Okay, even if you don't think that there's uh, any, you know, uh, you know, uh, rational mind behind everything that's guiding everything. Uh, somehow, then all the things in the universe came together and uh, made a sense of humor. So there's got to be a sense of humor, you know, uh, as things progress. Okay, you know. I can't think that this is the only place in all of time and all of space that came up with a sense of irony and humor mm. and and what have you. It's a it's a clear defense mechanism, and so you know, yeah, that would have showed up other places and probably shows up on my own. Don't look at it. maybe it's more of it. Maybe good laughs. Sure, yeah, take a little pressure off, have a good laugh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I should tell everyone about this. And it's like, no, 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 they got to figure this out on their yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. What if I tap on a table will they understand what i mean no they won't even know what you're trying to say damn it it's all wrong that is that is always the weird thing about like any of those seance things it's just like oh man the afterlife is petty and small and dumb (laughs) you gotta hang around tapping on tables you gotta go and tap a table you gotta like you gotta think the fireplace the fire rise up higher yeah can't you can't you go to another galaxy and see what aliens are like like no i gotta stay here my relatives want to know you know where i i kept my keys so they can open this box like son of a bitch no thank you um mary really wanted to see it but um so we went and saw i keep calling it a death in venice but a haunting in venice yeah the uh Third in the Hercule Poirot. Right. Mr. Mustache Mysteries. Kenneth Bernard Mysteries. And uh, when it was over, I just turned to her and I said, well, that was preposterous. <laughs> it's such a silly movie in every way. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's just absolutely garbage. But okay. Oh, no. It wasn't. What, you mean garbage bad? Yeah. Really? Oh, no. It was oh, fun. Hey. Really? Yeah, it was a really fun movie. Oh, I just thought it was so silly. Okay. Yeah. But but it's it? a murder mystery. You like so it? All murder it's mysteries like too silly, silly though. It's I'm going to spoil a little bit for people, but okay. it just seemed like, it's just so odd to me, like at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, little boy, you blackmailed this woman and caused her to kill two people. You just go on and live your life <laughs> so long, little man. <laughs> it just seems such an odd, no reprimand. Mm-hmm. He blackmailed someone. He stole money from a lady. Well, caused her to go bankrupt. I really like movies like uh, Glass Onion, where they have, you know, the first setup and the detective actually is so smart that you just go, well, this is all bullshit, and let me show you why. And they, and they break it all down, like, oh, that's good. Yeah. They, were and they not did kind of do that in, uh, they did that in a haunting as well with, yeah, with that's the what seance. I mean. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're setting up that he's smart. Mm-hmm. We're setting up that he's going through a personal crisis. Yeah. You know, I like I like that. I thought Tina Fey was really good in it. She's fun. Um, yeah. Her character kind of fell apart at the end, but. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, there's certain elements that are. Uh, you know, because you you do this one thing yeah. that allows you to do a whole bunch of crazy jump scares and what have you. It's like, all right, fine. But <laughs> I guess when I'm in an Agatha Christie movie, I'm just like, well, settle back. It's just a here we go. It's going to be like all these characters and, mm. you know, things will unfold. And then, yeah, it's relaxing. It just was a, a nice time at the movies for me. Huh. You know, I didn't like the jumps, the jump scares, but okay. I expected those to be there. It wasn't my favorite of the three. I didn't find it very scary, but I, guess I think Murder on the same. Orient Express was definitely the best of the bunch. Well, I really uh, like the seventies uh, Murder on the Orient Express with Albert Finney. Yeah, that's good as Hercule Poirot. I think that's a very good, very well made movie. It's a, uh, I think it's um, directed by Sidney Pollack. I think. Oh, okay, just one of those. 
people that can you know put together knock a movie together and and do it so well that you're just like I just don't understand. That. Speaking of movies and uh, and and such, yeah. Uh, last week on the show, you said that you saw the killer. I did, and then you saw uh, you were going to see uh, Marvels. The Marvels, and yeah. you said when you saw the killer uh, that one thing I know is it's going to be better than the Marvels. <laughs> I did, yeah, and I, and I did. have since seen. I've only seen the first. Maybe half hour of the killer. Okay. And then went, fuck this. I don't want to see this. This is a piece of shit. And so I stopped watching the killer. Okay. But I enjoyed the Marvels. Okay. So that's my take on sure, that. Sure, sure. How about you with this, with your second? Okay. Well, spoilers on the killer a little bit. Okay. Because what I really enjoyed about the killer is that, is that it's one of the most ironic films I've ever seen because the narration is completely removed, detached from what's actually happening in the film. Mm-hmm. So you get this. But isn't his whole thing is he's detached? Like he tells you. He he's says detached. that, but he's not. Mm. he's not okay he's not at all like he's a big liar through the whole movie like you t- like at the beginning of the film he's you know he's been camping out for however long to kill this person right and they finally show up at this you know nice beautiful little uh place in paris and he he's got his rifle out and he's aiming at them and he's talking telling you how he has to get his pulse down to 60 and all this kind of nonsense and he misses about 14 great shots yeah and when he finally shoots he hits the wrong person and you know, just cause a disaster. So right away, the film makes the character puts the character like obviously what he's telling you what he is is two different things. And is that intentional? Do you think? I think it's very intentional. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because you didn't see the end of the film, so no. Because uh, so, I got to the point where he kills someone that was somewhat innocent, and like not that first innocent, but like by the time he killed the second, like the he kills the first person who's innocent. You know, and uh, and and the, who's the innocent person? The, the lawyer? First, the, no, no, the first person he he kills accidentally. Because he yes, screws yeah, up, yeah. So that's just an innocent person he kills. Mm-hmm. Then the second person that he kills uh, is like, I'll say that's in a car, and uh, he's he's in the car with the with the person, and they give him some information, and uh, ask, you know, basically oh, okay. beg beg for their life, yeah. And then he kills them, yeah. And I was like, fuck this guy, I don't, I, you know, this guy's a piece of shit. First of all, he's he's bad at his job. Uh, he's already <laughs> killed one person, innocent person, by mistake. Yeah. Now he's killing another person who was dragged into this stupid lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there. And so what? What? Where could this go? Yeah. You know, I've, I'm rooting for absolutely nobody. I just want to see this guy die too. He's a piece of shit. So what am I spending my time for another well, hour that's with? The, I mean, that's the problem Unless with it's the, like so well yeah. done yeah. that I'll be like, oh, what an interesting, you know, but I don't think it's going to be that. Mm. You know, it's like taken, but to, like uh, Liam Neeson is a son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, it wasn't keeps shooting the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yes, it's, uh, it's a revenge movie so that you have to put it, you have to have revenge in it. But, but how can it be a revenge movie when like he's the problem? Like, the the reason that that things went down this line is because yeah. if you're really doing a revenge movie, yeah. shoot yourself in the head because it's you. <laughs> you're the reason all this went along. You fucked it all up. Yeah. You you hurt innocent people. Yeah. And that's why other innocent people that you coinc- you happen to like yeah. are being hurt. Yeah. But it's you. And so <laughs> you you're the one who has to jump off a building now if you want to have this be a revenge thing. Mm. But you know. No, it's. It doesn't quite go that way, but yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting film. I thought I just enjoyed okay. the irony of the the narration, and then in the beginning of the film, he talks about how um, you know, there's the few, you know, like there's the mass of people, you know, who live their lives, and then there's the few who 
who are above them, who control them and stuff like that. And obviously he's putting himself in that. Sure. It feels like he's putting himself in that place. At the very end of the film, he's sitting, you know, he's gone through this massacre of all these, not massacre, but you know, he's killed these people who are all involved in, 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 uh, assaulting his, uh, his girlfriend. And if he really was like so detached, you know, the fact that his girlfriend is now scarred and it, you know, and no longer this perfect, beautiful thing, you know, just discard her. You know, why why do you care about her? You're you're a sociopath. You could you should care less about this person. And yet, he is driven to go on this extreme course by the fact that she was injured, right? And because of him, because of him. (laughs) And then, but I mean, not entirely because I mean, I don't think that's what he expected, right? He didn't expect them to come at him. That's why he just came back home, right? Like he's just like okay. Well, the 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 woman he killed off the top didn't expect to die either. But you know, things happen when things happen. (laughs) I'm just saying for him. You're you're a murderer, not even a murderer who is killing people who you're being paid to kill. Yeah. And there's possibly an ethical (laughs) thing you can put in your head. Sure. You've now just committed manslaughter. Yeah. What are we going to do about that now? Murder. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not it's not murder if you're trying because he didn't intend to shoot. That oh, okay, person. I guess I guess it yeah, was yeah. an accident. <laughs> she got in the way. She turned at the yeah. wrong moment. She got in the way of the murder. Yeah, yeah. And so it was manslaughter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, though there is a little something where it's like because she's a dominatrix, there's that little thing of like, and so I guess she deserves it, right? Because you know it was a sex thing. So she's a sex worker. So we're good with that, right? That doesn't count. There's never going to be a thing where we're going to see someone who, I assume in this movie, who cared about her yeah. or she was a full person and this was just a job she was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not going to be any of that. It's just like, no, no, he killed a sex worker. Oh, well, oopsie doodle. You know, oh, wait a second. Did you hurt my girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't murder her like you <laughs> murdered the other woman. I know, but I'm on a mission, a justified mission of revenge now. <laughs> That's right. I don't think you are because you murdered the other woman. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 they have the, they have the right to go on a, a revenge against him. Because they're the protagonist. Um, yes, because he's the protagonist. Yes. And we, we have his, uh, narration. Yeah. You hear, you're I mean, the narrator, so you get to. The thing I have to, when I watch, rights. when I watch this movie, I have to say to myself, this is a David Fincher film. He is barely a human being. He's more like a robot than a person. Mm-hmm. And so his movies are going to reflect that element of Oh, him. I thought you meant uh, Fassbender. No, no, no. Because he has been a robot in the past. Sure. Uh, no, David Fincher. Okay. Like, I'm not a big Fincher fan. I find his movies way too cold and and detached and also preposterous. Just like A Haunting in Venice. Um, but I did, I did enjoy this film. Just, I, just said, I, like the, I like the ironic element of it. And I like the... Yeah. And I'm just going to say... He sets up the whole thing about, you know, the few, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you have the sense like, oh, I, he th- sees himself as this. At the end of the movie, he's sitting beachside with his girlfriend, still his girlfriend. She's got bandages and stuff like that. She's looking better. And he's talking about this, you know, there's the few, da, da, da. And then he turns and looks at the camera and says, and I'm just like you. Oh, and that's okay. how the movie ends. It's meaning I'm just a sucker, just like you. Every, You know, I'm just... A, I'm at the, everyone else's mercy. I have no control over what my life is. Even though he felt at the beginning, he sets up this idea of himself being this sort of detached Superman. So I like that little kind of arc to it. But I will say I prefer the Marvels to, to oh, the okay. Killer. I agree well, with back, you. back with Killer for a second. Uh, when I was watching it, I was watching it with my wife Pia. And mm-hmm. she went, oh, this is gross point blank. It's going to be gross point blank without the laughs. And it's John <laughs> Cusack who's explaining, you know, this is what I do for a living. Yeah, I'm a professional. I do this. I've got this set of rules. Mm. This is where I have. I yeah, yeah. Ta- you know, and, and he's explaining all the things. Sure, sure. You know, make him 
this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but then of course you know because it's a comedy. He you know he, he's uh, it's a he's romantic a, comedy. It's a romantic comedy. Yeah, and he's going yeah. back to his like high school reunion, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you've got that side of things. You re- and again, the thing that the guy tells you at the beginning of the movie has to be bullshit. Yeah, uh, because you know he's lying to himself. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I guess I was feeling like. I don't think they're going to play it that he's lying to himself, but I'm mm. glad that he was lying to himself. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting journey to watch. Um, here's here's what I think. Like, okay, it takes me to John Wick for a second, kay. which is you know the idea of uh, these uh, assassins yeah. are better than us. <laughs> you know, yes. they're all highly skilled martial arts. There's a lot of them. Geniuses, so handsome, yeah. having all the sex and lots of money, and they're all doing great. Sure, it feels like. You know, you've got that uh, fancy pants hotel in New York they all stay at, right? Yes, the Continental. Here's, I mean, again, it's not uh, unlike another movie that I could think of right now. Uh, but, like, you know, what I would say the thing to do about that is, like, okay, so let's do a twist on that. These are all the fancy pants best. They all think they're the best of the best. Great. Yeah. Bring them all to the hotel. Fantastic. Lock the fucking doors. <laughs> Lock the fucking doors. Every one of those doors is locked. Huh? The only way, you know, uh, you get out is if there's like one of you that yeah. gets to get out. Yeah. You know, the door can only open for one of you. Go at it. Because, you know, you think you're above it all. No, you're not. You're all just like, you know, parasites. You're ho- you're all horrible human beings. And like, okay, this is the only way to roach motel this bunch of uh, sacks of shit. Here we go. And, of course, John Wick would be the one who would get, you know, be the only one I'd leave at the end. I get maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he'd just go, this is where I deserve to be and he'd stay. <laughs> and he'd, he'd never end up leaving. <laughs> Well, when you watch those sort of movies, you have you have to accept the fact that you are on the side of a murderer. Well, what you what you do with smartly the first movie is, oh, they killed his dog. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay then. So he's justified in killing. Yes, he is. Pe- That's the thing. Hundred people. That, jo- that dog was a, a cute puppy. Also, he wanted out, and he was like, "I'm out. I'm not going to kill anyone anymore." Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and here's my puppy. It's an innocent puppy. Don't forget, oh. they also stole his car. That is true. It, well, if you don't like dogs, then you've got that. Because <laughs> that's what they did that for. Who cares about a dog? But his car. His car. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, it was like, uh, all right, he's killing people because of his dog. Fair enough. And then, of course, they get into, unfortunately, all the legends of the family <laughs> who are the, oh, my God. What the hell? All right, fine. What you want is, again, the opposite. I want it, you know, whenever I see like a murder mystery thing, I always want to see like a birth mystery as well. And I think it would be really funny if, uh, you know, instead of, you know, that League of Assassins, it's like a, a League of Doulas. Yeah. You know, who are there and just like, we bring people into the world. We birth people into the world. And they have to put a stop to all these uh, killers. But they're uh, pacifists as well. And they will never... They will never like kill them. They will never do this, but they will find ways of putting a stop to them and uh, do that. Be smarter. Be 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 upper level. Be better. Bah. That's why I like superheroes. Then what? They, they don't kill. It's like you've got all this power, and Superman's not going to fry you with his like heat vision. Yeah, he's going to have to figure a way around this. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass because Lex Luthor he could beat him six ways to Sunday physically, but he can't do that. That's yeah. not yeah. It's not the rules. He's got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um. Now, The Marvels. Okay. Which apparently is the lowest grossing Marvel film to date. Right. Coming out of uh, a strike That's where what no I was just going to say. Publicize. Yeah. It's out of this. So I just like the fact that everyone keeps saying that. And then you're just like, well, it's kind of had, kind of started on the left foot because it never, it didn't really have a chance. Like, there was no promotion. The, the actors weren't appearing on talk shows. They weren't, they couldn't TikTok about it. They couldn't 
Twitter tweet about it. They couldn't do anything. A, there's a bigger picture on this too, where it's like, and you know, it's like saying that it's not the twentieth of these movies, mm. and they're not all one gigantic thing. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to see those same characters at Disneyland walking around, and they're going to be selling dolls, and they're going to be doing all this, and it's it's all part of a thing. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Mm. That's going to lead into other things, and those things are going to get met. It's it's part of a bigger, bigger thing. Yeah. So you know, it's hard to take it out as like one movie. Yeah. They're like, oh, they lost money on this, and <laughs> how will they ever make it back? I don't know. In like six weeks on Disney plus it'll be, it'll be fine. And all these people who are waiting to see it on Disney plus, we'll see it on Disney plus and it'll be fine. Oh yeah. I guess maybe, maybe that'll lead into a TV show. I don't, I don't Disney plus operates at a, at a profit, but you don't think so. Oh no. None of them Why? do. Cause none of them do. Why? Netflix doesn't. Okay. But tell me, I, I why, they, just, what's, the, for what's the, the point of them then? That's a very good question. I often, I often wonder about that myself. Like how Disney how, has nothing but profitable, you know, uh, well, ends of years, and that's a big. But part they have of lots it. of things around it that can that supports it, right? So they're not having to do what um, I mean. They're not having to do what say Netflix has to do, which is create content that just goes to itself, like just goes to itself. Disney has. You know, they go to theaters, then it goes to Disney Plus. Right. For the most part, some movies don't. And they have obviously. the theme parks, and they have, they have the many other things. They have lots of profitable things, but I doubt Disney Plus makes a profit. Do you think Star Wars makes a profit? Like, in general, Star Wars makes a profit every year. Like, how do you mean? Just like uh, Star Wars? Or? They own, uh, Disney owns Star Wars. Okay. So everything that is I'm just Star talking about Wars. Disney Plus, though. Okay. Just, yeah. But it's hard to say. It's That's part of it. Because you have to is. look at cost of production yeah. of the shows they have on the channel right. versus... What they have for a subscriber base, uh-huh. you know. So, but it's but it's okay. Again, it just feels like you're just taking one piece of the jigsaw puzzle out and going, "Look at this piece; it's not making money." Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus is an ad for everything else that's Disney. Sure. So, like you know, uh, the Mandalorian. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't gets Disney... people to the yeah. the theme park, gets them to Galaxy's Edge, <laughs> okay. gets them buying all the toys and merch and all the other stuff. Okay. I mean, it's nothing but an ad. Like the Disney Plus is a is a continuous ad for the motion pictures as well, right? You know, there's this, you know, uh, you know, two thirds of the characters that are in the Marvels came out of TV series that were on there. So those were commercials for the movie that are also for every other product that they've got out there that they're selling with uh, the image, the faces, the sure. theme parks. <laughs> I don't know how well Disney Plus works as an advertisement for the movies, but it sure is part of that. But I'm just saying, as a as an entity in itself, the none no, there's no streaming channel that's currently profitable. And th- and that's really where I, curious. I, to I me. would I would I, that's my think the flaw with what you're saying is as an entity into itself. Yeah, nothing's an entity into itself anymore. You know, you could go Spider Man. This Spider Man movie is not doing great. Okay, yeah. but. It's connected to everything else that's Spider-Man. It's connected to the video game for the PlayStation. It's connected, you know, to, again, the toys. It's connected to everything, you know, so, and it's connected to future movies. So it's really tough to take one element out and go, well, this was a failure. This didn't work out. Even Uh, something like here, I don't know. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a floparoo of a movie. Andrew Garfield, floparoo of a movie. Pretty awful. Pretty awful. It does have one great part of uh, acting by Andrew Garfield in it, but yeah. Is it? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, big, stink, big stinkeroo. Yeah. But we just had a movie uh, with uh, the same characters mm. are there, and that, that was profitable. And that movie was the necessary lead into this movie. So was mm. that movie a failure? Yeah, it was. 
But no, it wasn't because, <laughs> yes. no. I can only say it artistically. Sh- I mean, it's not a good movie. Well, that's a different beast. I okay. thought you were talking, are you saying uh, Disney Plus artistically is no, a no, failure? No, no, no. I'm just talking about. Yeah, you were just talking yeah. financials. Now you're yeah. changing it to artistic. Well, are we talking, are we just talking financials then? Okay. Yeah, let's talk financials. Okay. Whereas it was a flopperoo. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it was a stinker as I think so as well artistically. Yeah. But, but because it was a stinker artistically. Yeah. And it had mo- a moment in it that was like, Ugh, that's, ugh, with that character, you did that, ugh. But because of that, in this movie, you're able to reverse that and made one of the big cheering, most touching mm. moments. Yeah. So yeah. is it a around. failure because it's, it set mm. up this and it, and this couldn't have happened without that? Mm. And that's an interesting thing to me, you know, that, you know, you can take one thing and isolate it and go, nope. True, false, yes, no, black, white, but it's not. It's part of a much bigger, you know, tapestry. Especially with something like a Disney Plus, which is so weird, and that you've got the most successful and the least successful of the Marvel movies all together, the most successful and the least successful of the Star Wars things together. Mm. And by putting them all together, they make them a bigger thing. And by making them a bigger thing, you can then make more things. You know, maybe the maybe the better ones are reduced. By that, (laughs) you know? There's a little bit of dilution. Maybe the first Star Wars movie now just becomes part of a a bigger soup and gets diluted and isn't its own special thing. But then Phantom Menace, which is a big piece of shit, you know, (laughs) is put in there and you're like, "Eh, I guess it's not so bad. It's like... It's it's not the worst of those movies. No, it's just just a little bit of a dip in this... Do you think it's worse than uh, the the Clone Wars one? That's the one I like the least. Clone Wars was such a was such a weird one because like i honestly to this day i don't know who was the good guy in that i i, I, I don't think there was one i don't I even feel like i could tell you what happened in that movie now. it was mindless it's been a while clones since versus it. mindless robots yeah with space wizards <laughs> you know uh some shot lightning yeah <laughs> who am i rooting for what are they fighting over i don't know what's going on i mean it's it has middle middle movie syndrome but even at that it's still ginormous yeah isn't it sad what happened to all those stormtroopers where they got their minds taken over i guess did they have a choice <laughs> but that, to be in the army did that happen i don't, I don't know well yeah that's the whole thing about oh, okay. i guess the next one yeah, where it's like, oh, it does 66. And then, like, he flipped all their minds and now they're all bad guys. Like, oh, okay. well, then they're not bad guys because they're having their minds controlled. Yeah. All right, we got to shoot them. Okay, hooray. <laughs> now, now I'm finding out that stormtroopers were slaves and didn't have any control yeah. over or any agency. Well, why am I happy you're shooting them? <laughs> they're not Nazis. Yeah. You know, uh, they're, oh, what the fuck is going on? And robots feel pain. Okay, they seem to feel fear as well. Am I supposed to feel nothing when they get shot? Like, ah, oh, it's such a confusing mess. That's why it's smart with like the Mandalorian. You gotta look after this baby. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes, that's why the first season is so good. Yeah, that. you're a samurai. It's got to take a baby from this to this and protect the baby. And the baby's innocent. Baby's innocent. Love it. Here we go. <laughs> got it. I understand what you're saying. And the baby's helpful too. Baby has agency. Mm-hmm. An active part of the story. It's nice. And you're worried the baby might get corrupt mm. and something might happen. And, you know, the baby, my baby might get lost in a very different way than like just being physically hurt. It might uh, lose its soul, mm. you know, basically to, uh, to dark forces. Okay. That's interesting. Then you get into, you know, uh, Ashoka and like, okay, she's in another dimension of this with time with her ghost of her. Le- oh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Apparently, that's part of the... Thrawn's coming. Okay. Yeah. Who's that? He's, he's really bad. Okay. <laughs> so you say, will he be bad in this series? He'll be mildly bad. Am he's I not wait- bad at all. Am I waiting for something? Is he going to be the villain in the next? Is he, it a new Darth Vader? He seems quite mild. Because, you know, the old Darth Vader is, seems to be a good guy now, and his ghost is, like, helping you. <laughs> so I don't know where I'm landing. <laughs> Pre-Vader. Yeah. Wait Pre-Vader. a second. Isn't Palpatine... Well, Palpatine's dead. He's the bad guy, right? Yeah. What's he up to? Wasn't he killed? Wait, he's around. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I can tell he's bad because he cackles and shoots lightning out of that's, his fingers. That's called dilution, I guess. Yeah. You're diluting your story. Which is a problem with the, these sort of continuity-heavy movies. And even, <clears throat> in my opinion, the Marvels kind of suffers from it as well, where sure. you, there's elements of it that are sort of unsatisfying because they're either carryovers from things you're not too sure what you're seeing, like you don't know what they're referencing, or they just kind of do a lot of shorthand. There's a sequence in the film where Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, is talking about uh, destroying this AI on, on the yeah. Cree uh, world. And all the problems it caused and unintended consequences. But it's it must have been a longer scene, which they cut down for the movie. Because it feels very weirdly put together, that sequence. Like, mm-hmm. very strangely edited. And even... it doesn't. I don't usually get pulled out of movies by stuff like that. But it actually pulled me out of the movie where I was watching going like, this is really weird. Like, what happened to the scene? Like, it's really dramatically unsatisfying and strange yeah. that they did, did it this way. Like, it's odd. There's so much to it, like about the film. It's her dark moment of the soul. Yeah, and you, it is and her you're dark like, moment, but we don't give it enough time to go. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I mean, Brie Larson's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have this really good actress in this role, and it feels like they never quite know what to do with. And her. she's not a quipper, which is good too. I like how serious she is. Yeah, I like that. Her, aspect. And, her and like uh, Black Panther were the two non-quippers mm. in uh, in these things. Yeah, you know? and yeah, it was good. And I like that aspect of her character because you have Amon Valani's character. Ms. Marvel, who's like all quipping and all goofiness, you know, this sort of teenage uh, dork, you know, who's yeah. been pulled into this. She's full dork, which and is that, great. And that's great. The other the other Marvel was a little bit more opaque. I couldn't really understand her character very well, like what what her thing was. What What's your deal? What I kind of got... We know you get a big sacrifice at the end of the movie, but up to that point, you're kind of there? Yeah, what she was to me, but I don't know if they played this enough, was, okay, so... You've got someone who admires Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. like a number one fan. Mm, that's a good point. And she was that mm-hmm. in the previous movie. She yes. loved her so much. Mm-hmm. She designed her outfit. She, Captain Marvel said, I'm coming back for you. Mm-hmm. She was like, I want to go. Uh, I'll go fly up there and meet you one day. And then she let her down. Yeah. You know, her, your hero let her down. You know, my mom was dying of cancer. You didn't come and you didn't say anything you yeah. left you left us alone here mm-hmm. uh which you find out you know things you find out on. why you find out what's what's yeah. going and what's going yeah. yeah uh but yeah so she was ms marvel in the past yeah yeah but they don't really play that they don't beat play of like, it enough yeah lower, she should basically if you're going to be like right on the money about it lower your expectations <laughs> you know be careful who you make you know mm-hmm. your hero mm-hmm. you got to bend on yourself and you can only depend on yourself and then she would learn no you can open yourself up and depend yeah. on others and there's maybe a fuller story than you yeah. are thinking of yeah. yeah but saying those those are minor criticisms to a film that i thought was really well done like really well directed there's lots of fun with the characters the whole switching of power switching of places and powers was fun as well so I enjoyed I enjoyed all the, those elements of it, um, and I love the musical planet. Mm-hmm. The you know, and I've heard people complaining like, 
uh, well, how come they didn't like have a battle song while they're fighting and stuff like that? And you're just kind of like, well, because how much time do you have for this movie? Like, you just can't like spend hours, you know, with characters that oh, we have they sing. Well, then they should sing all the time. Everything well, and they also, do. Also, how about not every planet has a military? Well, maybe that, it's a pacifist planet yeah. that like if if your if your language is music, yeah, maybe you don't have to have wars. Yeah, and so they're not prepared for they just that. Have sing-offs. Yeah. <laughs> just a nice uh, way to go. Yeah, there were some genuine surprises. Mm-hmm. I thought they could have done more with Nick Fury. Uh, For sure. But I, th- I have a feeling now with Nick Fury that the actor is barely mobile. And so they are kind of limited what they can do with the person. Well, where, I th- where I saw like, oh, that's too bad, uh, is, you know, in the Secret Invasion, they kind of... I didn't, didn't watch that. Okay. Well, uh, there's something that happens in Secret Invasion. <laughs> Where there's someone that's close to him that's on the ship with him, and they make a big deal out of out of that. Yeah, it would have been actually really. Mm, uh, and and if that had happened, you would have had an interesting dynamic there with uh, him and kind of his, you know, uh, similar situation to having like family on board. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, having someone that, that he cares. I know, you know, then you want it. It, it dilutes the stakes. Yeah, if like he's caring about something personal. Instead of just caring for the ship and, you mm-hmm. know, it's Captain Kirk. And you're like, Captain Kirk's dad's on the, the Enterprise. <laughs> like, well, you watch out for my dad. And it's like, okay, maybe that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it would have been nice to uh, have, like, done a little nod to that. Sure. But I loved having, I loved her family. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing, like, regular people reacting to stuff. Yeah. That's nice because everything the, is such. So the house being destroyed. Yeah, so, so, such big scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that'll work. I, th- I thought there was some genuine fun and some genuine good twists. I thought the writing could have been tighter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's basically, that's basically it. You know, mm-hmm. it, when, when you see something like, like, uh, I, what is the Spider-Man movie with all the Spider-Man? Not, uh, not in, across the Spider-Verse, but the one with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like, No Way Home, Can't Go Home, Home <laughs> on the Range, Far From Home, whatever the most recent one was. Is Far From Home the one where they're in, on vacation, though? That sounds more like a Far From Home, right? Could be. Maybe No Way Maybe no Way Home was the name of it. I can't remember. But something with that movie, that also had a lot of surprises, mm. but kept like giving you layer on layer on layer on layer on layer. Mm-hmm. And they just have little side talks where it was like, hey, did you ever do this? Yeah, I did that. Oh, well, da, da, da. <laughs> and I thought you could have had that with these characters of just like, at some point, Ms. Marvel saying to Captain Marvel, you know, you never worry about blah, blah, blah. I worry about that shit all the time. Mm. I worry about that 24-7. That's my life. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Because she's got a perception of her yeah. that is not realistic. And, you know, maybe Captain Marvel feels something about, you know, uh, her. And, yeah, it just layer, 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 layer. And how does Nick Fury feel about, I've got a teenage girl here that I'm sending into harm's way. Mm. How's that? Is that something I've got no problem with at all? Uh, and yeah, it's uh, you know, and and, and yeah, the, 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 one of the one of the few things though that really did bug me in it. Uh, there's at one point where uh, a character uh, during the time when people were vanished, yeah, uh, calls uh, calls the uh, snap, uh, the blip, you know, and it was like you wouldn't call it the blip. Like it makes sense in in that Spider Man movie when they all come back. Yeah, you know, people are calling it the blip because you know it's sort of a semi jokey name for they went they were there and they came back and yeah. now it was just a blip and you're trying to say it in a light hearted way even though it's this traumatic horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But if half of the universe or half of the world, you know, because you don't know about the universe really, yeah, uh, has vanished. 
you're not going to call it something so light. It's the most horrific thing in the world. Half of the people you know are dead. Mm. As far as you know, you might have seen some of them turn to ash. You're not going to go, ah, the blip. <laughs> you know, the ba-ding, the bang. It makes it, that makes no sense. But that me. seems to be the name they agreed to it because they called it that during the Falcon and. And whatever, the Falcon and the Snowman, or whatever it was called, the Falcon and... Winter Soldier, but Winter everyone Soldier. was back by that point. Mm. Oh, so in the scene, the people weren't back? No, this is this is where it's a flashback, and it's Captain Marvel and a character, and it's during the time where uh, Monica is gone. Monica blipped. Monica was one of the ones oh, that okay. was gone. Yeah, yeah. And this character believed she would come back, which I guess you could, like, stretch it out and go like, yeah, you know what? She knows some stuff. Her best friend is a cosmic character okay. that flies through space. That's fair enough. But you wouldn't you wouldn't call half of yeah, the people no, on you're Earth right. going. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know you don't know it's going to have a good outcome or an outcome at all. No, so, and, yeah, and yeah. blip means something short. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's nothing saying this is short. Yeah, you know, it makes that it makes lasted no like sense. five years, right, or something like that. It lasted five years, yeah, mm. which she didn't know, and mm. you know, sadly, you know, would not make the five years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as far as she knew, you know, yeah, they would have to gone. have a different name for it. Yeah, that was the weird bit that mm-hmm. felt like ah, oh, this feels sloppy. The rapture. Sure, the rapture sounds good. <laughs> well, they, I think they refer to it as the snap. How about the capture? In, in, in Endgame, they called it the snap. Okay. Uh, and I guess people knew that it was a snap from Thanos that did it. Yeah. Because then later in like Ms. Marvel and whatever, people seem to know what happened generally, mm. uh, you know, in this in this battle. Yeah, yeah. But that made uh, that was one of those things that was just like hmm, that's a little uh, <laughs> little not th- thoughtless, I guess. Be yeah, a little yeah. Th- a little thoughtless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just watched the trailer for the new What If series. Okay, that's coming up, and that was that was it was interesting because that really shows the strength I think of like the Marvel things, which is and the weakness. <laughs> which is uh so many interesting side characters and odd things and yeah. like all these dragons and <laughs> stuff that they've like scattered through the movies but yeah. the ne- but the negative thing is and we don't have room to focus on them yeah you know there's uh there's these dark elves and there's this and there's this character and there's this character well, they had a whole movie movies. with dark elves in it though they did and didn't really do much with, with <laughs> the dark much, elves uh, <laughs> but yeah they had all all these uh, amazing you know side characters and like mm, what are you going to we don't have room we just don't have the space for for all of this yeah. you know we'll uh, we'll bring them back maybe once every 5 years 6 years maybe some of this some of this <laughs> uh, and then we'll have like a giant movie which will like put all these characters together but you just see this kind of montage of all the interesting side characters that they've got all getting their kind of episodes and like yeah that looks fun. These mm. are these are great. This is this is a good time. And what they're going to do is uh, have nine episodes, and they're going to release them uh, one day after the other, and uh, around Christmas time. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the first series. Of, okay. Uh, but I did enjoy Loki. I did enjoy the second season of Loki quite a bit. Um, I felt like my boys Benson and Moorhead came came through with aces. It's, they directed, I think, about four or five of the episodes. Okay. They did the last two for sure. They did a couple other ones as well, but. Uh, yeah, it was definitely limited by. It looked budget limited, so yes, there was I a think, lot of. I think there was a, a bring a come down on the budget for it for sure, because they definitely it was almost like a one set show with a, you know, with a few little. Yeah, when they when they actually are at like a, a fair, you know, in the past, you're like, Jesus, where's this budget come from? Oh, it's called uh, whatever they call that. Um, yeah, the dome or the. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that. the sphere. It's called like. 
it has a name where like, they shoot the Mandalorian structure it has a weird name like that. Yeah. 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 It was impressive, mm-hmm. but it was just like, this is expensive. <laughs> I bet the next episode is going to be everyone sitting in a room eating pie. And there they go. There they go. We're yeah. all eating. We're all eating some pie. Well, there's a lot of shots of the of the TVA through yeah. this, like or even just like, tracking shots through the TVA. Can we have and... a lot of this episode at McDonald's? <laughs> yes, we can. How much is that going to cost us? Fun story. It's not going to cost you a fucking dime. In yeah. fact, it's going to make you a little money, probably. <laughs> oh, if, for sure. If you could just mention the apple pies are real tasty, that'd be great. Uh, but they have the old apple pies, not the new apple pies. Yeah. That would have been a nice thing if there was some sort of fight at the old-timey McDonald's and like <laughs> they were just throwing the molten apple pies. <laughs> Those pies are so good in the day. They're not so good now, folks. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're missing. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just enjoy, I enjoyed the... The shock of it. I thought they did really good with mm-hmm. when um, when uh, Victor Timely Victor Timely goes out in the the initial first time and just spaghetti's in front of your face and you're just like, what the hell? This is horrifying. What a way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's a really interesting. And I I do feel like knowing their work, uh, I feel like Benson Moorhead had a lot a lot of. I know they're also producers, so that means writers, you know, or at least people who are doing plotting and stuff like that throughout the series you know so they just weren't directing but also producing it so they obviously had a part in the writing of the show it was such a different okay so you've seen like the first series as well right mm-hmm. yeah it was such a different show than what it seemed they were advertising which was like when you first saw the trailer for the first one you'd have things like um uh, loki is db cooper you know and you're like oh oh i guess Loki's working for the Time Bureau, so he's going to go back in time with Mobius, yeah. and he's going to be in different eras at famous points in history, and he's going to alter things to fix them, and he's yeah. going to be kind of a con guy, and he's going to have to take the place of different swindlers. That's going to be interesting. Sure. And instead, it's like one of the first episodes, hey, remember when you were D.B. Cooper? What? You mean before all this? Yeah, you know, just you, Loki, from space, and you came to Earth, and you were D.B. Cooper? What? That makes not a lick of fucking sense. You <laughs> pretended to be D.B. Cooper? Yeah, that was you. Okay, what? Did you see the first Thor movie? So before that, he dressed up as D.B. Cooper. Yeah. And, and uh, No, that makes no sense at all. At all. And I was like, yeah, this is just the way things... Yeah, they just threw that in and then yeah. they did their own movie or TV series that was yeah. completely different. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Richard E. Grant is like old timey Loki, yeah, and uh, Loki Crocodile. Mm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. But absolutely not what it seemed like the show was going to be, <laughs> which was like you know an episode of the week where they're just traveling through time. Yeah, yeah. And Loki's you know sometimes maybe he's a bit of a mischievous scamp, and he's going to be you know uh, helping time travel problems. It's Quantum Leap, but with Loki. Nope. It's it's all a setup for the end of the universe and all this stuff. And like, all right. Very, very, very different, and I would never have guessed this ending. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, I don't feel like shows are very. I don't feel like series like that are very well or often plotted out, like with an overarching uh, kind of you know idea behind it. And particularly yeah. when the when the uh, the writer, the original writer, is gone. Mm-hmm. So, what was his plan? Did he leave like a note, or do you, are you just like he stops here with his story? Now you're going to carry it on with your story, right? But I <clears throat> felt they're very well integrated as. You know, from from one season to one season to the next. So I enjoyed that element of it as well. Um, yeah, if, you know, you mentioned Secret Invasion. I tried to watch Secret Invasion. I think I watched one or two episodes, but I just found it really boring, and so I stopped. It just wasn't not for me. But okay, but uh, and I just 
I can't be bothered to force myself to, to watch something that's not not getting me. But I, I would I, watch rando episodes of What If if I were you. I mm, think you might enjoy those. Sure, there's a real good sense of humor to them. The and and again, it's 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 the smart thing, which is uh, the episodes are. It's it's what works for me with like the Lower Decks TV show with the Star Trek Lower, Lower Decks show, which is like it's a Star Trek plot in a half hour. Mm. Like we're just gonna get to it, so it's not that slow unfolding. Wait, could this be? No, it's just get to it, get to it, get to it, and the same thing happens with What If. It's just get to it, get to it, get to it, go. Mm. Did did it seem odd to you that this is totally unrelated to anything? Sure. But did it seem odd to you that they they released that whatever it's called Werewolf by Night or whatever in color? Mm. Seems strange, right? Like I think it's because there because uh, the, there's young people who don't like black and white. That's it. <laughs> okay. I think there's young people that have not been raised on black and white, and so it's so off-putting to them. Yeah, they can't no, take I it. I don't doubt it. Which is too bad because it's something you you do have to kind of force people, not force them, but encourage them to to experience that to to get over it. It's not like a big big leap, but I do remember one time. Uh, some friends of Mary's were over, and Mary wanted them to see a Marx Brothers film. I think it was probably Monkey Business, because that's Mary's favorite film. And so we put it on, and the one friend just went, oh, black and white, and she just turned over and went to sleep. Like, just went, oh, black and white. Didn't even, like, want to watch it or even give it a chance. Yeah. Her, uh, her sister, her twin sister, sat and watched it and enjoyed it. But another girl, yeah, just not interested, not even, <laughs> just rejected it outright. Just like, oh, black and white. Yeah, if I was to compare it to something, it would probably, like, if I was watching a movie as a kid and it had, uh, you know, title cards instead come up, you know, mm. old-timey. Like you a know, silent Buster film? Keaton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, silent film mm. and then the words come up and like, yeah. ugh, I can't get into this because <laughs> it's just too distant for too, me. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, grade six and when at uh, Chalmers in North Delta. That's how they show the sex ad film. When I was a kid, a, a silent it was film? like it was a silent Buster Keaton. You know, your body's going. <laughs> oh through man, changes. that would have been good. I would have actually like, paid attention. Yeah, he kept like <laughs> slipping on body fluids that were coming out. Like, <laughs> no, the teacher played uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. Ah, and I'd never really seen. I never. I probably. I don't remember ever seeing Chaplin up to that point. Um, I must have, but known who he was at, at least. But I don't remember seeing much. But you're in a classroom, and you know, you could be doing homework. Or watching the Gold Rush, so it's better, right? Yeah. So I just loved it, you know. So and it had no, but I guess because I grew up already, I can remember we had a black and white television as a kid. That was our only TV was a black and white TV for for quite a few years. I think I was, it's in my memory as a child us getting a color TV, you know. So I was already used. And then the black and white TV went downstairs, and that was the downstairs TV you watched right. to watch stuff that your parents didn't want to watch. You know, the gong show or whatever. Go down yeah. and watch it downstairs. You were doing a demonstration of the class system. It was like, <laughs> downstairs is black and white. That's, that's where way. you yeah. belong. And we're going yeah. way up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, well, you're not going to say no to having a TV downstairs of your own. No. Even if it's not plugged into cable. Um, but, yeah, so I just, I guess, you know, kids nowadays, yeah, they just don't ever experience that. Or ever want to. You know, like, Why? Why? I'm sure there's kids that are smart and break that mold. <laughs> well, it's just developing a taste for it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Have you seen any? Yeah. It's also, it's like, have you had a, a pleasurable experience with black and white in the past? Maybe you haven't. Mm. Maybe you're a kid and like they show you something that's just like a Schindler's List or something, you know? And that every time you see black and white, it's like, ugh, it's serious. It's dark. But that movie's black and white and red. Yeah. It takes you a while to figure that out. Well, same <laughs> thing, I guess, with. 
Yeah, you know, with a werewolf by night. It, even the even the black and white one has some color added to it. Well, later on, some color shows up. Okay, at the end, that's the only problem with that. To me, well, there's other problems, but yeah, that's a problem. Whereas, like yeah. at the end, it's color. Yeah, and that's the ah, that's the uh, moment, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's yeah. like we can't then have yeah. yeah. You can't. What does it go to at the end then? Black <laughs> and white? Does it, do they flip it? That's a problem. Maybe they do. do. Now it actually kind of work. Yeah, it's a simpler time now. It's interesting. Um, I'm just going to totally change tack. No, we talk about Werewolf by Night for the rest of our 12th anniversary episode. What does have man thing in it? It's pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I just... The other day I was uh, online doing this and doing that. Okay. And... Because your body's changing. That's okay to look at those things. And I discovered something that I was... It was an AI thing. Okay. And I'm not opposed to AI. All right. You know... Even though they're inaccurately calling the new Beatles single an AI-produced single, it is not an AI-produced single. They used AI to separate musical instruments from voices and things like that. But that's right. not produced by AI. That's, there's people producing it, like human beings producing it. Yeah. And then, but they're using AI to My hope was that the extract. John Lennon AI would get into the internet and then uh, cause world peace. Just like... That, like that's that. my Twilight it? Zone episode, yeah. For, force World Peace. Force World Peace. <laughs> that's the best kind of peace. Yeah. War uh, is over if I want it. <laughs> so, but this is an AI actually making music. And so, I've been, I've talked about it before in the show. But you know I love the Beach Boys. I think they're great. Okay. And, of course, there is this one kind of black spot for all Beach Boys fans in their in the band's history, which, of course, is the Smile album. Mm-hmm. The unfinished quote-unquote masterpiece that Brian Wilson was working on that kind of got out of his control. You know, he had a nervous breakdown, possibly, you know, lost his mind over this thing. And and it's sort of one of those sort of what-ifs, famous musical what-ifs. What if Brian Wilson had finished Smile? Like, what would the musical world be like if that had happened? Or would it just have been a nothing? You know, would it just been like a weird oddity that no one paid much attention to, which I don't really think that would have happened because I think that there was a lot of curiosity to hear it and see what he was working on at that time. And so I do think that it would have kind of preemptively changed music at that time period before music changed anyway, if you understand what I mean. Like there was a change from the psychedelic era into the kind of countrification of music, you know, where music became more like started using more like country tropes in it rather than psychedelic they kind of like you know it just kind of got so crazy that they went let's just get rid of all this craziness and excess and we're just going to concentrate on the the core of the music you know and so we're going to bring it back down and to americans that meant like kind of the music of our youth which was a lot of country music we heard on the radio and and the beach boys were kind of kind of ahead of that a little bit with smile i think even though smile was has excessive elements to it but overall it's very um it's sort of Americana. It's kind of the theme of it. So now we have, of course, Brian Wilson did complete it in a way. Uh, he made a new version of Smile with a, with a backing band and using uh, different singers and it's presented as Brian Wilson's Smile. And then we have the giant box set that came out that, you know, uh, is full of all kinds of, you know, tracking sessions and, and, and little bits of vocal things and stuff because the way he did it was as separate elements, like he recorded all these separate elements and his idea was to like, you know, edit it all together and mix it all together and create a song out of all these separate elements, which was sort of overwhelming at the time because there was no digital in those days. So you're like razor blade cutting tape together 
and then trying to master that. And then if you have, if you don't like that, then you have to like take it all apart, re wow. re-edit okay. it and then remaster it all. And so it's a lot, it was a lot of work and it kind of just got too much. Right. I mean, it cost him, he did, he did good vibrations in that way. It was all done in separate bits you know, at different studios, and it cost about $70,000 to make as a single, just because there was so much time put into it, 100, 100 hours of recording time or something. You know, the mute, the backing tracks, the, the vocal parts of it. And that was workable. It was big, but it was workable because it was just a single. But when he took that as an idea and then enlarged it to try and do it on a record, it just really became overwhelming. So what someone has done, this guy, he, called, he goes by the name Die Lim, Limbs, D-A-E-L-I-M-S. He's taken Smile and he's used AI to reproduce parts of it that we can't because the Beach Boys are gone. Mm -hmm. The youthful Beach Boys are all gone. And some of the Beach Boys that <clears throat> are no longer with us anyway. But he's taken, used AI to, rep to duplicate or replicate the voices of the Beach Boys in parts of songs that, that they weren't there to sing. Oh, okay. And it's kind of fascinating to listen to. Um, now, I don't, I'm not such an expert that I know what exists and what doesn't so when i listen to it i'm not like oh this is obviously ai there's some parts where i'm going like this is uh, this sounds like ai to me because it sounds too modern in its approach musical approach it doesn't sound like a brian wilson approach it sounds like something that was done recently um and there's other parts where it feels like it doesn't it doesn't feel imaginative enough to be brian wilson doing it but it's interesting you know and of course it's his own take on the album yeah as well, because everyone who makes a smile does their own smile version, right? So they, everyone has their own dream of it. So in this one, it starts off normally with, with our prayer. They all do. And then my experience of listening to like people's edited together versions of smile albums is that's followed by here's of, here's of in villains follows it. In this case, he went from our prayer to us to a kind of chant called your welcome. And then from that into heroes and villains, you're like, okay, interesting choice. Uh, not necessarily even on the, if you look at the smile, like the smile album sleeves that are printed in anticipa anticipation of the album coming out, your welcome isn't there, but that's fine. If you want to do that, I have no yeah. problem, right? It's your, it's your album, but he does make some interesting choices. There's like a song called Barnyard, um, which is really nice, a really nice song, but it's always just been a fragment because it was, it wasn't completed, you know, so it had some Brian Wilson demo vocals on it. It had a bit of backing vocals recorded for it. Uh, but this guy has taken it and expanded it quite a bit using AI. And it's really appealing. You're like, oh, this sounds really great. This is like so nice to hear this song as it might have been intended. Of course, you don't know what yeah. Brian Wilson planned, but it's, you know, everyone's just sort of second guessing Brian Wilson when they're doing this. But, and there's lots of elements to it like that. One thing when I was listening to it, I was thinking about, and it occurred to me, and this is never, I never thought about this before, which is, because I love Revolver, as you know, the, the Beatles album Revolver. And I've always thought it was better than Sgt. Pepper. And I've never really understood why Sgt. Pepper was so big. But listening to this, I realized, oh, it's because Sgt. Pepper was the first album. It was the first, it wasn't a collection of singles on a record. It was a collection of songs as a experience. Experience, yeah. And it was done without breaks. You know, so it was an yeah. experience, like all the songs flow together yeah. until you get to the end of the album. And even the songs within the songs have a, you know, have a, have a flow, you know, even sort of accidental flows, like the chicken squawk at the end of Good Morning, Good Morning, being in the same key as the guitar squawk at the beginning of the Sgt. Pepper reprise okay. at the end of the album. Uh, just sort of things like that. Like, whereas this person putting together Smile, he kept putting gaps between songs. And I was like, oh, you're missing it. Because I'm sure that Wilson planned to have the songs all flow together because there's so many interstitial things that he recorded over time. 
and I just was like, oh, this is a lost opportunity. Chris, it's not mine. Like, I, you know, I, I don't yeah. have the skill to do what this guy's doing. Um, so, but it was really, it was really interesting. Anyway, if people are interested, they can look up. It's on YouTube right now. How long it will be there, I don't know. But it's D-A-E, new word, L-I-M-S, smile. So if you type that into YouTube, you'll, you'll come up. It's all, it's all one track. It's not separate tracks. It's just one 40-minute long album okay. that you have to listen to. But if you're interested in someone's smile done through AI... It's pretty interesting. Do you want to put it up on our site? I guess I could do that. Yeah. If you go to the website, then it'll be there. That's a good idea. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but just we got a website. (laughs) And we could uh, could send people places or we could take them to our place. That's true. Then you can comment there. I agree. So before the show started, we were talking about the fact that it is our 12th anniversary. True. We've been doing this for 12 years. At least I'm trusting you on that. You could just be (laughs) completely, you know, uh, making that up. I just divided 624 by 52. All right. Well, we don't need to do math. There's no need for that. If you want to like lose <laughs> and, the audience, and that got me that's 12. how to do it. That how many math uh, podcasts are there? There's no way to add them I'm up. I'm sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. So, um, yeah, I just that's how, how I figured it out anyway. So, yeah, we're at, we're at I think we're at 12. Okay. 12 I'm going to I'm going to do a quick uh, quiz with you real, right now. Okay. We're going to go back and forth. Okay. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to see like how far we can go with the amount of... And this is only counts for Sneaky Dragon episodes. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Places we have done Sneaky Dragon. Recorded Sneaky Dragon. Okay. Okay? So sure. it's got to be places we've recorded an episode of Sneaky Dragon. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, my basement. <laughs> well, your office. Your old office. Uh, your car. That's true. Um, uh, twice at Fan Expo. Um, the Eighth Dimension comic book store. You did it there? The Rio Theater? Um, uh, th- whatever that, uh, cafe was that was like kind of the electronic cafe when we were opening oh, for, gosh. um, Caustic Soda. Caustic Soda, yeah, that's right. Uh, Slickety Gyms, or at least the back, back room of Slickety Gyms. Right. Okay. Um, my backyard. Your backyard, that's true. Um, do, 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 do. oh, at, uh, at, uh, Vancalf, a couple times. Yeah, that's okay. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm blank. We're we're out of we're out of places after that. Was there any, was there anywhere else we've? Yes, oh, wait, yes. a hotel room in Paris. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, and the laundromat. No, no that and wasn't a laundromat in Paris. No, no, okay, laundromat in Paris, not at a hotel room. Yeah, we recorded no. my hotel room in Paris. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember you came Just, you came down? Nope. Why do you say no? Because that was an episode of Totally Tintin. That was not an episode no. of Sneaky Dragon. No. We did a final episode of Totally Tintin in your hotel room. That was not oh, a Sneaky okay. Dragon episode. Oh, okay. That was not a Sneaky Dragon. Oh, shoot. Yep. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Technicality. Technicality. I was a London. We did record Sneaky oh, Dragon London Matt. Oh, wait. Seattle. Oh, yes. We've done a few in Seattle. That's right. Good good one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Seattle Emerald City in your hotel room mm-hmm. there with our friend Branwyn Bigglestone with uh, Richard Stone. Oh, wait. Did we? Did we, we recorded at like at the yeah. the the Hilton or whatever the Sheraton? Yeah, the one across the street from the. Where the, did we do one with Richard Starkings? That was in our room. In was that in Seattle? As yeah, well? it was Seattle. Okay, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. All right. And we also had one with um, our friend. Shoot, I was just David Lasky. David Lasky. Yes, I was just. Uh, he we was, also did one with uh, who's the who's the cartoonist who's also uh, into pinball? Oh, Alec Longstreth. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, those are all in. Uh, Seattle, yeah, various various hotels in Seattle because they weren't always the same place. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. We'll because <laughs> we'll there's go the with, W. Because we'll, I will also say, uh, yeah, because we did do stuff at Emerald City Comic Con on mm-hmm. the floor. Yeah. But we also did stuff at the bar. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, Shannon Wheeler. That's right. That's what I was saying. Like at the yeah. Hilton or Sheraton, that's, whatever is across yeah, the street. Yeah, that's from, right. And then we recorded uh, some episodes. I was saying at the W. I think it's called there. Does that make sense? Was it that, the W? There was the W. Yeah. We I said the W, and then we did some at we Branwen. We did Branwen. I was staying at, I can't remember the name of that, Roosevelt or some kind of name like that. I can't remember the name of that. That also does sound right. Okay, so we've been around. We've been, yeah, we've, it's been fun. We've, uh, we haven't done, we haven't done one that I've always wanted to do, which was us sitting in a park talking. I've always wanted to do that one. I think that's very, very I think that's very feasible. We've been very close with like doing in your backyard and, and stuff like that. So that's fun. And I always like the car ones. So. I know we'll get to. We did, we did some in a car in in Belgium, and we did some in a. We've recorded in a car, so we had a rental car in Belgium. So that's different than my car. That's right. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, I'm gonna say like uh, later on we'll do our uh, oh, quest. also my my studio at home. Oh, that's right. Because there's some when during the pandemic. Right, we right. recorded so, separately. Okay, well, it's not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know what I said? Uh, my basement here. We also did it at my dining room. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. When we first started, yeah, we had Nina and Bob over. That's right. And we we did a couple yeah, yeah. A couple episodes, and one of them was with uh, them there for sure. Wow, we've got around. Indeed. Yeah, uh, this house <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, there was a, a chunk there that was pandemic-y, where you know we had to go remote for for a while. Mm-hmm. Blech. <laughs> Blech to that, I say. Yeah, it's not as much fun, is it? It's hard too because you can't see the other person. And so, like, when we record together, sometimes we will talk each over because we're excited, but usually we're looking at each other, so we know when the other person wants to say something, so we'll, we'll, we'll stop for a second to right. let, but yeah, no, that's, that was a good quiz. That was a good quiz. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was fun. So now we have to name all the guests we had. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we haven't done guests in a while. We're we probably going to do a guest next week that'll be fine uh which is which is nice and one of our favorite guests we're not going to spoil that for you yeah uh say birthday guest is it it's not because it's their birthday though i think i think that their birthday is coming up oh my gosh are we is are we oh man we're two birds one stone yes uh good good for us uh but what i was going to suggest was uh because i know we're going to do our questions later on as we do yeah We've started to do questions in the last couple of years. Uh, segments come, segments go. Believe it or not, we started questions when we were still in the old office. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Boy, that's weird. Okay. All right. I believe. I believe you. Mm. I, I just remember doing it there. So. I completely believe you. Uh, and the and you know I'll get to this in a second. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, originally we used microphones. Did you did you get them from church? No, they were my microphones. I brought, I stole uh, mic, mic stands from I didn't church. want to say the word stole. No, well, I, borrowed, I borrowed without asking. You stole them from God. Some, some mic stands, but not microphones. And the first episode, I had some, I had some dynamic microphones that I'd had sitting around my house for quite a while. And so I thought, well, these will be fine. And so I brought them down and they weren't. They didn't, they weren't, uh, there wasn't, I guess there wasn't enough power in the, Thing we were using, which at that time we were using a Tascam, uh, it was an analog analog to digital converter. So we, because we were recording into your computer at that time, we'd record. Yeah. When we first started, we'd record onto GarageBand, and which I didn't like because I always felt like we were losing some fidelity going from whatever GarageBand records in, and then it would go to me, and then I would have, and then I would further 
degrade it when I got when I got it to to edit it in Audacity. And so then I got after the first show, which was pretty pretty bad in terms of audio, and it was pretty short. I think it was like forty minutes long because mm-hmm. that's as long as we could talk, which seems crazy. That's now. the longest anyone had talked <laughs> up time. until that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then um, then I that you know after that show, I went and to a store and I bought two condenser microphones so that we would have. Like, I just went and said, the mics aren't working with this. I don't know what to do. Right. And I said, oh, just use these microphones. The ones we're talking in at this moment. Uh, which So we've had them for a long time. Yep. And he said, um, just use these ones. They're condenser mics, and, they, and they'll pick up more noise, and they'll be better for you. And I was like, okay, cool. And so we, we moved to those for quite a while. And there was a lot of shows that were recorded on my laptop. Because I just felt like that made more sense, just to have the recording there, and then just edit it there. And, you know. Uh, but there was obviously a, quite a... A few times where I forgot to to uh, switch the driver, mic, the mic driver to the Tascam, and the laptop mic was used instead. We have an episode that is entirely recorded in that way, and we just left it that way. And uh, it's not probably not that pleasant to listen to. Nope. But there you go. We just we could it, we could like re- we could release these in packs, and like one of them would be like the worst sound ones. Other ones would be better. It was just like you know, uh, uh, funny comedians and you know, yeah, uh, yeah. comic book people and all that. We could do that. Uh, probably won't do that because it's hard. Uh, but we could also record that, and also we could record a series of episodes called second try which is the ones where the episode didn't get recorded for whatever reason yeah and we're like okay so let's start again and uh and it was always ones where like you went and the best things were said and things that could never be said again (laughs) those are always i mean but you feel you feel about that about every show but yeah it's a real heartbreaker for sure like so many times and so many different ways too it's not always the same way yeah like at least you know if you correct it once you're like okay well we won't do that again Oh, we'll do it a different way this time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we we one thing that's for sure, and I say this to our future overlords, uh, there is there is nothing stopping anyone from like taking this data and then making AI versions of us. Like that, we have done twelve <laughs> years worth of uh, our personal feelings. Yeah, on yeah. every goddamn subject. Sure. Is like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that'll make you go, wait a minute, it's probably our voices will sound too young. You go, this isn't new. Yeah, yeah. Listen to those guys. <laughs> fresh face. This sounds kids. like an amalgamation of like mm. all the years yeah, yeah. You know, where they're being worn down. Here we go. I wonder if our voices do sound different if we have aged or... Oh, sure. Like our voices have aged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way we talk. Yeah. Mm. Cadence has definitely changed okay. as well. And more confidence on the microphone, probably more relaxed. Well, that's part of it for sure. Yeah. It's funny. When I listen to like really... If I do listen to old shows or one time one of our listeners, Liam Penton, was nice enough to make a mix of our first year of the show mm. i think around the time that we'd done 10 years or something like that he he sent in this it was very nice and i was listening to that and i was going like oh man we were really funny back then <laughs> but i'm sure if i listened to like shows that i was doing then when i thought that they would i would also think they were funny. yeah your, just... your brother said that or something about like those shows funnier than he expected it would be from yeah. listening to it and i was yeah. like oh that's nice yeah yeah that's true. Yeah, I gotta say, I on uh, and this is a plug for my other podcast, mm. but it's on the Sneaky Dragon Network. So there you go. Yeah, uh, it was it's a uh, plug for us. We recorded a refresh my memory this weekend, and mm. did two episodes. Um, and in between, I went up to make uh, frosty chocolate milkshakes nice. because that was part of uh, our malteds. 
Yeah. Uh, and while I was upstairs, uh, I was just listening to all this laughter coming from down here. <laughs> it was just like huge waves of laughter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is good. Why isn't it on the show? Yeah. That's what you're asking. <laughs> kind of is. Like that's that's one thing about that show is like mm. people are laughing through the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a very nice way. But it was like this is a break. And everyone's still laughing and have, and the energy's like so yep. good. And I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. I always thought like those three people would do well together. <laughs> and just being upstairs making shakes was just like, hmm, I was right. This is good. This That's, is nice. Yeah. It Went is nice. back and it's just like such a nice energy. I haven't, uh, I haven't actually talked to Jason since he started doing the show. I haven't, I need to talk to him to get his, uh, his thoughts, thoughts his and feelings. Thoughts. His true the dark thoughts, thoughts and true feelings. Yeah. Not his phony thoughts and phony feelings. That he brings to refresh my memory. I always like how many movies he hasn't seen. And that he was also a scaredy cat to, to movies like I was. So, you know, all these like any scary, yeah. you know, we've, we've both seen like almost every movie from like the late 80s through the mid 90s. Mm, and mm. Uh, except for scary ones. Yeah. And but everything else, you know, we'd always go and see. All the, I'm, I'm sure I was in the same movie theater as him quite often. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah it's it's interesting um i always think he's more culturally with it than but he but then he is because yeah he has big uh big black blank spots and it's kind of funny it's kind of funny but i mean i mean you know like he's talked about watching all all the noir films and i'm like oh i have not seen that many noir films uh it's interesting it was uh at the end of the most recent one i'm not sure if it was on the, the the episode that just came out or the next one but there's a little bit of talk about the twilight zone mm. oh no it wasn't i'll tell you why because we're probably doing a joe dante movie in the future oh okay so we talked about the twilight zone and uh how scary the joe dante segment mm. of the of the twilight zone was and both uh both eric and jason didn't know that the move that the cartoon movie that's in there is bimbo's initiation uh mm. and that's the yeah. one that the characters kind of get sucked into in the uh, in the in in the movie, yeah, and they hadn't seen it, and oh, I was just so fun to to play it for them. Just go, this movie is this little short is nuts, yeah. It is and nuts. they both like were just really on board with it, which was great. It's 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 really fun when you have people that are keen on stuff mm. and just go, oh, I know this is up your alley, and you haven't seen it, and that's just such a freaking delight. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the show is kind of like that with recommending movies and other things as mm. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the that's the hope. I hope, hope. I hope we come across that way too when we're talking our nonsense about things <laughs> and just going like, hey, you know, Dave's just talking about how much he likes that movie. Oh, man, I'll check that movie out. Maybe yeah. I'll see this. Maybe I'll listen to that music. I mean, just talking about Smile makes me want to like check out these various <laughs> versions of Smile you're talking about. That sounds interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a real uh, it's a real cottage industry among Speech Voice fans. Sure. Everyone has their smile, but we, yeah, we will be able. You could enter all of our episodes into an AI program, and it will auto-generate an episode <laughs> of this show in a heartbeat, no problem. Yeah, well, I mean, the interesting thing about AI, and there's actually, I was reading an interview with a couple who have been creating a singing AI with her voice, and but during the interview, she said, she says, oh, she said, I think you have to remember that AI isn't isn't that you know wonderful, like. We're remarkable. Yeah. Like human beings are remarkable. AI is it's not that great. So that's, that's an interesting, you know, it's, you can teach, you can make it do things. It's a tool. It's, but it's a tool. Yeah. And I mean, so this person taking, you know, coming with the idea of, you know, teaching AI how Beach Boys sang at a particular time in the, in the Beach Boys career and then using that 
technology to craft his version of the smile it's still his intentions it's still his you know his his planning and his ideas of what makes the album you know what would be a great smile album and the fact that he ends the album in a way that i've never heard before which is there's a there's a um what would you call it like a little it's probably done intentionally but it's never been included in any smile which is a little thing called george fell in his french horn which is two people talking through uh, instruments to each other saying that George fell into his French horn. And it's just like a little 20 second snippet of, of this little funny conversation. And he put it at the very end of the album. And you're just like, oh, that's great. Because the same way that the, the Beatles put on the dog whistle into the, into the, into the loop, you know, uh, at the end of Sgt. Pepper, this also is, you know, reminiscent. Oh, and also the ending of Pet Sounds where it was a train and dogs barking. Right. A train passing and then the dogs barking. This kind of references that kind of, the sort of uh, ending, and, and also the fact that Smile was supposed to be sort of funny, not just be, that's why it was called Smile, that it was also supposed to be kind of amusing, and you're supposed to, like, enjoy the humor. Unfortunately, the humor is, like, really stoned humor, so it's not, like, actually that funny, you know, but... It's but, also from a different time. And also from a different time. Although I think, well, the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Watch an episode of Laughing. <laughs> how, how did Python escape that curse? I don't know. They must have been slightly mm. ahead of their time in some way. You know what? I think if you watch like the early episodes, maybe I, they no, maybe, they still. Yeah. I, know you're, I know you're thinking that. But I am thinking that. It's, uh, t- if, it's a tough one. Yeah. If you get past the first few, which I do agree with you that there's they're, they feel kind of slow, but a lot of like the classic things that you love. Yeah. You think about Python happened in the first season. The newscaster being kidnapped and and put in a truck and taken and, and then pushed sure up sure a well I think the they had like that, that I think confuse they had a cat barely confuse and, a cat is a first season absolutely uh, it's they genius. it's fantastic uh, I think they had original ideas whereas like something like Laughing was speaking to the era mm. uh, I remember when um, Smothers Brothers came back they had it was almost the exact same show yeah but they just relaunched it and they and they brought it back. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was all the same cast, basically, yeah. all doing the same stuff. And yeah. here you go. And we're finally, we're back. And here you go. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that time has passed. Yeah, it's too exactly, bad. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing against you. Like the Smothers Bros are funny. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, you can see yeah. them in concert and they're, they're funny. Yeah. But like, no, the show's done. That style is gone. Sure, it was sure. Of the era. Yeah. 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 It, um, it was definitely based in that time period. And the people who did it, they're different too. Yeah, like you can bring all those people back, but they're not the same people they've anymore. Moved they've moved on. They're they're they maybe they don't have a sense of humor anymore. They've grown up. They've decided that humor isn't great, and I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't want to be a humorist anymore. Steve Martin's hair is white now. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Very very different indeed. But was Steve Martin like a major part of? No, he's just Brothers? a writer on the show. Yeah. He would occasionally like yeah. you know do a do a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think of someone like Mason Williams, who was the head writer for the Smothers Brothers show. At that point in his life, he's like he's like a environmental crusader. He wasn't really doing comedy. He would do like concerts and stuff where he'd play play music, but he wasn't really thinking about in terms of comedy anymore. Yeah, and Bob Einstein's style had changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more a bizarre guy. Wasn't yeah, that? yeah. Dirty, dirty comedy. <laughs> dirty, filthy comedy. I gotta watch that show again and see if it, any of that holds up. Mm. Because like at the time it was like first of all it was sexy so you wanted that because your body was sure. changing <laughs> and so you started to enjoy stuff yeah yeah and so it wrapped it in comedy which made it okay made it okay oh, sure but uh, you know and again sketches like the bigot family probably wouldn't fly as well now 
I didn't really watch Bizarre too much. Uh, I don't remember it. It was TV. What are you going to do? Not watch TV? I did watch the Super Dave Osborne TV show. Like it's the, the, yeah. the, 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 the kind of hived off of Bizarre, right? Because he was a character on Bizarre, and then they made the yeah so popular they made made a show of it. I always like talking about uh, movies that are R-rated movies that then become Saturday morning cartoon shows. Okay, but that was an R-rated TV show Bizarre. that was on cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 version that had you know, I mean, not just you know the nudity, mm-hmm. but you know, it was very much adult content, even if you were watching the mainstream version. But a lot of that was. Leaped out, or they whatever. Yeah, they put but the, you got the, it. The duck sound, right? or whatever they put in. But then uh, Super Dave became like a Saturday morning cartoon show. Well, even the show it itself Dave. was for kids. Super Dave's All Stars. Even the live show was was uh, was more kid friendly. It's basically just like a giant piece of. Not, I don't want to call it slapstick. I guess it is sort of slapsticky, but but I feel like slapstick has. Well, I guess it just, I guess it's slapstick. Yeah, it is amazing how long that how much they got out of that. <laughs> how much they got out of a an evil Knievel parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. decades after sure. that was fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was good uh, it was good physical comedy for sure. Was his was his partner were that were that fly nowadays? Oh, the Asian character? Yeah, it's Japanese uh uh probably not. Inventor or whatever? Probably not. I think it might because I feel like there's an element Depends the spin on it you're putting. I was just gonna say I feel like he's the smart guy. Mm-hmm. That that Super Dave isn't listening to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that kind of I don't know. It's not. I don't think. I don't know. It's probably an offensive. I have no idea. I've. It's, it's been Throw many your years. Hands up. It's Go. been many years. Who knows? It's been. It's. I've seen Super Dave in person more recently than I saw the TV show. So, and even that was a long time ago that I saw Super Dave Osborne in person. He was driving through a parking lot. I was working. <clears throat> The uh, he shot his I think Super Dave's Heroes or whatever it was show here, and there's a story that's told about like because uh, it would be people like they rescued a dog and and or something yeah and then Dave would congratulate them and that was part of the show weird aspect to the show <laughs> it yeah. was very odd uh, but then it, oh it's so bad there was someone it's so bad uh, so someone drove off a bridge. And these kids dove in to save them. Okay. And uh, didn't. Oh. Weren't able to. Tried their best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were heroes for yeah. trying, and that was the that's, thing. That's the thing, yeah. But Dave didn't know that they didn't save the person. Oh. So, as the story went on, it was like, yeah. And then he started t- doing mean jokes about that. Oh, no. That, like, you know, all they did was, like, break into his car. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> really smashed up the windows. Yeah, yeah, Made yeah. things worse. <laughs> And that episode didn't air. I could imagine. But yeah, I knew some people that worked on the show. Oh, okay. And that was like, jeez, it was pretty traumatic for the for the kids. Yeah. First of all, they had to, and then they're on TV like, ah, and then, ah. yeah, it was, uh, oof. Ah. That's sad. That makes me think of that. Someone just posted it at Robin Bucci, actually. He was a guest of the show. Yeah, and neighbor of the show as well. And neighbor of the show for quite a while. Uh, he posted um, Garfunkel and Oates' um, song, You're a Loser. Okay. You know that song? Yes, I like the that lyrics. Song. I love that song. Yeah. The lyrics yeah. of that song which Makes is me weepy. <laughs> yes, me too. Which is you're a loser, but at least you tried. Basically is paraphrase yeah. that, you know, like, you know, there's lots of people who didn't even couldn't even do that. Yeah. So you made a failed, but you failed because you tried and that's the important part of it. And yes, those boys at least they tried because there's lots of other people there probably who are just standing and watching. They have a yeah, line in there about Icarus and in in that song. And that just reminds me that, like, I've always had a problem with Icarus. Okay. Here's my problems with Icarus. Okay. 
Is this the Iron Maiden version of it? No, nope. this is okay. the, uh, the actual story. This is the myth. The myth. Yeah, the myth of Icarus, which is you know uh, Icarus, and it's it's he builds the the wings for his son. His son flies too close to the sun. That's mm-hmm. the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, two things. One, fly when it's raining. Uh, fly at night. He did did warn his son, by the way. Good. Not to fly too close to the sun. Okay. That's That's part of the story. Or even, even more than that, fly at night. You're fine. Like you've invented night flying. You're fine. That it's like your invention is still valid. I'm sorry for the loss of your son. Yeah. But you know, there, you've said, yeah, these, these have limitations and the wax will melt it. Uh, if you fly too close to the sun. Okay. Don't fly too close to the sun. You've still made wings that fly. He got carried away. That's fine. As, as, why don't people still have fucking wings then? You, like your invention is still valid. <laughs> and especially fly at night or in the rain. Yeah. You're good. Mm. That you've we've invented flying. Yeah. Perfect. I'm sorry about this. Mistakes happen. Well, but I, don't, I don't know if it would really work his invention. It wasn't really an invention, it's a story, but uh, Okay. But in the world of the invention. Yeah. Okay. Also it bugs me with Prometheus. Yeah. Uh so you invent fire. Okay. And so now you're He gonna, stole fire. He didn't invent fire. He stole fire okay, from the gods. Stole fire from the gods. Gave it, gave it to humans. Gave it to humans. Yeah, and got punished for it. Got punished, and yeah. now an eagle is eating his liver every day. <laughs> yes. And it's poor like, eagle. Like, well, one. What two. a repetitive diet for that poor eagle. That can't be good. You know what? We tried to write a New Yorker joke about that, and okay. then realized that had been done already. Oh, was that the right? eagle was going liver again. Okay. <laughs> but uh. the, the writer in me sees that and just goes. What's what's a liver got to do with fire? There's no ironic. Mm. It's like a, your liver is being eaten every day. I guess day. it was the worst. I guess it was the worst punishment whoever was telling the story could think of at the time. Okay. And it was and so are you this supposed- eagle every day it ate his it ate his liver every day. This eagle came. Why was it an eagle? Because uh, it could fly to the cliff. He was uh, why was he on a cliff? So he didn't get listen. Like, I didn't. You didn't burn him every day <laughs> because it feels like that's the punishment, right? Mm. Like I don't want him burned every day. Yeah. I feel bad about that. Thank you for fire. <laughs> Two problems. One, what's that got to do with that? That yeah. makes no sense. The gods don't have any sense of irony yeah, or, just, or justice. Yeah, and clumsy. also, who are we? What are we supposed to get from that? Are mm. we supposed to get don't have advancements because you'll be punished and it's it's just? Yeah. Or are the gods assholes? And thank you, Prometheus. We really appreciate yeah. your suffering while we get a nice toasty winter fire. That's right. Every, it's appreciated. Every time you have toast, think yeah. of Prometheus. I really enjoy losing his liver. Cooking this liver, ironically, <laughs> which I couldn't eat if it was raw, but I can eat it when it's all nice and fried with onions and it's can delicious. You? Can you eat it? Well, what? Is it delicious? Well, if you it have some like onions, it's old timey days. What did they have? Nothing else. <laughs> you can add onions, and it doesn't make a difference. Everyone, don't don't get fooled. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird story. I had liver once, one time. Are we supposed to like be going? Zeus is a good guy, or no. Zeus is just a real son of a bitch? I think the son of a bitch is closer. Okay, well, I'm glad his dad ate him. We'll try to eat him. <laughs> no, I don't think that was. I think Zeus did, or was that? Oh, Cronus tried to eat Zeus. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Titans. And then uh, one day Zeus had a headache and Athena popped out of his head. Because it was weird times. <laughs> Different times. And then he went like, oh, you popped out of my head. So now uh, I'm going to throw eggs at a goat. I don't know. Everything's <laughs> random. What's what's that Wasn't about? Was he like a waterfall at one point? I know he was a swan, but he also was a uh, waterfall. Yeah. And Yeah. He went and he had sex, sex with a lady as a swan. Yeah. And was as she... a waterfall. A- and as a waterfall? I think so. Yeah. I think that's one of the stories. Okay. I mean, I very vaguely Again, remember all this now. What you really want to? Okay, I mean, look, 
I know you studied the Bible. And so, you know, someone will tell a Bible story. And then if I asked you about it, you'd go like, you know what that really meant was this. And I go, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, but like, in, in again, oldie days, just like, you know, when Zeus turned into a swan and had sex with a lady? Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. People just made yeah. shit up and. You know, yeah. the most memorable ones were remembered. And that's uh, a thing. Zeus is a swan having sex with a lady. Is, that is uh, the is most one you remember. <laughs> Something sticks in your mind. <laughs> that is that is. I mean, that's the most interesting thing about these stories, which are all you know originally oral traditions that were passed down right through generations. What's this a metaphor for? What is it? And so that's why you shouldn't trust outsiders. <laughs> it like, might it might not have been a metaphor. It might have just been. A story that was when she got pregnant. Did she lay an egg? Like what? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't think she laid. She not. She wasn't a swan. She had sex with a swan. What was the deal with uh, Hercules? Because wasn't her child like a demigod? Like, well, I was going to ask like what Hercules's deal was. Like, I think he's was, a demigod. Like he's his, a demigod. So Zeus had sex with a lady. Yeah. Was there? Was he like a, a, a sheep issue. or a waterfall or sheep? <laughs> I don't know what he was. Yeah, I have no idea. A billboard. A duck. It was a duck. <laughs> Well, okay, and it was that one of those situations yeah. where, like, that a, helps in the seduction. A, a pile of leaves. Yeah, you could, like, show up as the most powerful god in existence or, <laughs> a bag, hear me out, a bag of, a bag of nails. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's, I like a bit of a challenge. Yeah, that's seems. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, how am I supposed to sneak around? But, you know, as a bag of nails, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I really don't know. I'm not. I, I, you know, this is why I retired as Zeus's spokesman quite a few years ago. So right, I just sorry. felt like I could no longer def- defend his his actions. You know. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's it's odd. I just it's fascinating though that those are the stories that have come down to to us. You know. Right. So there was like a there must have been like a huge assortment of story. There is um uh, two books by the writer uh, Robert Graves who wrote I Claudius and Claudius the God and. Goodbye to all that and other books. But he wrote two books of Greek myths, and I did try to read them, like because I was like, "Oh, this is a good way to learn oh these Greek myths." But there was like such a long opening part about Gaia and all this stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, so boring," that I just put it put it aside and I never picked it up again, which is rare for me. I actually, usually like battle through a book, but for some reason I just couldn't couldn't get through all this very amorphous descriptions of like the early. Um, because what's interesting about Greek uh, the Greek pantheon is that it changed over time. You know, so it started off as like this sort of very general idea of a god-like being, like Gaia, creating the world, etc. And then it sort of devolved from that monotheism into this pantheism of all these various gods of different sorts, and all of them are crabby, <laughs> mad at yeah. each other and mad at us and, and all the rest of it. And, and I have no idea why it went that way. You know, like it's, it's, it's interesting. Maybe parents were mean. <laughs> you know, it's like if yeah. your dad's a jerk, then you think like, well, what's the, the mm. all dad? Like, well, he's a jerk too. He's grumpy. Yeah, and he'll be. like freak out and get drunk and cheat on your mom. Mm. Oh, okay. I think I get the uh, childhood of probably the person writing this. Yeah. Or the the culture had got to a point where they're just cynical and their idea, you know, their ideas changed of what what god godlike beings would be like. Or, or it's or, an open mic night and you're trying to like just keep the audience <laughs> and like. And then, yeah. and then uh, what? what happened after he stole the fire? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, so he got the... tied up. Uh huh. That's not enough for you. Um, and then his liver got eaten by an eagle. Yeah. What? I guess. <laughs> end on that. End on that. All right. All right. That's it. Thanks. That was the myth what, of... What did Sisyphus do to end up 
push, pushing a rock up and down it or up a hill. Yeah. Because he did something wrong, I'm pretty sure. And I can't remember now what it was. It's all, you know what? I like to say it's all Greek to me because they're Greek myths. But yeah, no, it's curious, isn't it? Like, you, you know, even if you... Like if you you expect it to be something ironic. But it's probably it's not. not. It's probably it, doesn't, nothing, it doesn't Nothing to do with the rocks. Out. He brought rock and roll to the Greek... Nope, he didn't. He just uh, did yeah. something totally different. You, what, what he happened? invented the wheel. You ate, uh, you ate like uh, half of the seeds in a pomegranate. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, in that case, you're, uh, then we get winter. Yeah, he might have... What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. He we might have feasted... Uh... Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you, the 12th anniversary is the silk or linen anniversary. Okay, all right. But what was funny, in the, in the thing that it said... Release the worms! But, it, but, more, <laughs> but more recently, pearls, it said in the thing. And I was like, okay. oh, so someone's changed it. Someone didn't like getting some linen and or silk for their anniversary. They said, no, I think it should be pearls. Which feels like pearls should be like farther along. Like that's a real, that's like a 20-year thing. I don't understand pearls. Their appeal? No, no, I just don't get them. Like as in, you know, pearls, it seems like, are they expensive or are they not expensive? They're expensive. Okay, but like. People uh, die for them. Yeah, yeah. Dive. I, I, I got that. Yeah. Uh, but like if, you, if you're walking around Hawaii, mm. there's things where like. Hey, you want to buy a pearl? Like, there's a pearl, like in a, a you know, an oyster there. Like, yeah. All right. It's like twenty bucks or something, or twenty five okay. bucks. It's not much. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So is that? There uh, are there are different scales of of pearl. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what uh, yeah. makes a pearl? You yeah. Know, I think there's work. like different. I think it's the uh, patina of the pearl. Okay. And so there's some that are like kind of multi-hued, and those are worth more. And so there's different. And of course, there's bigger ones too. So you can have people can have pearl necklaces that have pearls of different sizes on it and, yeah. and things so that obviously there's different values to to that so in this in the simpsons world okay. they're wearing pearl necklaces both lisa and and uh, and marge sure uh are those worth a lot of money are they wearing real fancy pearl like it's like i yeah yeah it's I, hard I, to say all right obviously martha wayne martha wayne is wearing like fancy pearls. yeah that's right? probably an expensive pearl but, not too but as someone else i'm trying to remember who said this recently maybe it was eric maybe it was you um I was <laughs> saying like the big problem with the um with the Frank Miller uh thing uh, where all the pearls go like oh, yeah, yeah. is uh that's not how a pearl necklace works. Mm. You know, they're not loose on the th- on the yes, thing there right, one yeah. break they all go scattering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh they're all tied on there so mm. like they wouldn't go scattering all around crime alley. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like real cheap pearls that you got if you got that situation. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's it is it is in a formation that's been, you know, been put together. Yeah, interesting. I did not say that because I didn't know that. Either. Okay, so you're saying if people want to buy us uh, a present for our 12th anniversary, 12th anniversary, either silk or pearls or linen or linen. Yeah, silk or linen, and then the new the new edition in our more uh, flamboyant spend thrifty times is uh, pearls. Right, but we will accept chocolate. Only 12 years in, we'll also take chocolate. <laughs> 12 every anniversary is the chocolate anniversary that's yeah. true i guess i can say this because by the time uh you get this, to phoenix this air, yeah this time this airs i'll probably be back so you know don't don't steal from my house we're going to the states for the first time and uh in oh nice like three years yeah we're wow. just gonna take a little I, quick trip uh, i've been to bellingham there. i've been down to bellingham since we're going the, to seattle uh, we're going to go see uh, uh an art museum and see some art cool yeah art hooray but I'm also looking forward to just walking in an American grocery store and just walking mm. to the cereal aisle. I, I don't want to buy oh. anything. I just want to see the colors. Oh, really? Yeah. I like to all buy. all the pretty colors. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, a grocery store in Bellingham. It's uh, uh, owned by the, by the employees. And 
it's it's kind of like a I don't know what we call it, like a Costco light or whatever. Like it's full of like a lot of like bulk items. Okay. But uh, you can get some nice stuff there, like the Rotel tomatoes, like in a full size big old can, not the little cans you get oh, up here. Okay, I was going to go tomatoes. You can't take across the border, but in a can you can. You can you can take them across in a, in a can. Um, and I think Mary was looking for some. The reason we went there is Mary was looking for some Arizona iced tea, which she really likes. And it's actually getting hard to find up here in Canada. Okay. Because of uh, Pepsi, PepsiCo have have invented their own brisk or whatever, and so they're like pushing oh, that, right. pushing that on stores, and so stores are like capitulating. And so Arizona iced tea is sort of disappearing. But we were down there, and she was able to buy a flat of it, like twenty four cans for five dollars. <whistles> That's a good deal. Yep. It's a really good deal. In fact, I said to her, buy two. <laughs> You're not going to make it down here that easily, so buy two. She, yeah. She did. Arizona she did. iced tea became too cheap, and it uh, bothered me. Where, like, the cans, the Giganto cans mm, yeah, were, like, yeah. 99 cents. I was like, what's what's the deal? <laughs> why are they? Why is it so cheap? That's too much. It is, it is the best iced tea. Yeah, but it's like, something's wrong. Why are you giving it away for 99 cents? What's going on? It makes no sense. They also make an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. They do. Uh, I do enjoy an Arnold Palmer. Me three. All right, I'm going to the world of letters. Please now. go there. Uh, and uh, here's the thing: last week on the show, which was not our anniversary show, just a regular. Oh, wait a second! What? Before we do that, go oh. back to last week's episode. There's a couple of letters there that we missed because of time, and one had been one was stuck in uh, purgatory. All right. And it wasn't until I was posting the show that I rescued it. Okay. So we have one from uh, Marcus. And we have one from someone somewhere else. All right, I'm doing my maybe best. Maybe it's this one. Maybe I'm maybe I mixed I'm up. I'm doing right? my best. I'm going. I'm going, and I'm jammed up now. I'm jammed. <laughs> you're jammed. I'm Jim jammed. Here we I'm go. Sorry I'm sorry that you're so jammed. I'm gonna try my best. Boy, right, the, I'm gonna the, try it on my phone instead. The internet is slow as molasses. Slow as molasses. Oh, there we go. All right. So we. So it was both Marcus and Edward. Is this what you're saying? Yes. Maybe? Yes. Right. They both contributed. Right. But so last week's questions were. Uh, or the questions from before two weeks ago were uh, what's the last uh, candy you'll eat at Halloween and have you ever Googled your name and uh, does someone share it and so on. Those were the questions. All right. So over to Marcus. Marcus says, Ian. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I find it endearing. You tried so hard to fathom a reason why someone would want power mm. for uh, trivial or no reasons. Yes. Yeah, I did wonder that. <laughs> this is because you're and also I question the gods. Uh, be careful is, don't don't this is because you're a good person who cares about others as louise says there are some who desire power for its own sake and will justify hurting others to get it doesn't matter if they have no uh, material or pragmatic goals in mind the acquisition and holding of power is the goal similarly the scrooge mcducks of the world couldn't possibly spend uh, down the contents of their money bins but they crave more and That's the true. last candy of halloween hands down it's plain m&ms blech I agree. Smarties all the way. All righty. I do prefer a Smarty to an M&M, uh, but I don't mind a plain M&M. Uh, Edward Dragansky writes, Happy post-Halloween. Thank you so much, Edward. Uh, the last candy anyone eats are those orange and black wax paper wrapped things <laughs> that look like sick pale caramel. Yes. What are those things? What, what are, are those things? those things? And what's weird, in Canada, they're made what's in... What's the deal with them? In Canada, they're made in Winnipeg. Which says all. Winnipeg uh, says all you need to know. Sounds about like them. a game show for pirates. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mark Dennison. Uh, a, a close—that's uh, his joke. A close runner-up are those orange circus peanuts. The grandmother of one of my friends used to keep them in the freezer when he was a kid. Oh, as punishment. <laughs> and the winner of the Dragansky Google contest is Bogdan Dragansky, some distant relative who's a neurology researcher in Switzerland. 
I, I never met him, but uh, Dad says we're related some somehow, even though we all know he's smarter than the rest of us Draganskis. Uh, well, you know what they say about uh, neurology researchers in Switzerland. They know who's cuckoo. That's that's uh, the runner up is my uncle Donald Dragansky, who is a published musician, composer and a retired as a music librarian. He's uh, smart, too. And right next to uh, Bogdan, uh, I'm somewhere on page three showing off some shit I drew using the Google image search right next to my brother's mug shots. Another tip of Peter's hat to you and two of your crews. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to last week. Last week. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What were the questions for last week? Well, I'll tell you as soon as this <laughs> slowest thing of all. I had it all so planned and ready to go. And yes, then, uh, we and then had to I go back. foiled you. Do you have a go-to joke you like to tell? And what's a better pro- podcast than Sneaky Dragon? <laughs> Boy, that's a, that sounds like a dangerous question. Yeah. That's like asking your wife, uh, if you didn't marry me, who else would you have married? <laughs> Any- Who's your second choice? Anyone. Uh, Edward uh, says, uh, Dave, yes. you will be in all your starbursts. <laughs> My entire in-house agency, uh, Shock, uh, was booted out of Dr. Pepper in May of 2017. Uh, 2007. I was a contract uh, artist, a full-time designer, and an in-house on-site art director for Dr. Pepper slash 7-Up. Then Cadbury Beverages in 1994, from August of 1990 to May of 2007. Almost 17 years of employment with the company. It's a wonder I lasted that long with all the changes, buyouts, and reorgs the company went through. But I still feel I could go back with as much knowledge as I gained about uh, that. I could go back with as much knowledge I gained uh, about the beverage industry. Dr. Pepper is now owned by uh, Keurig. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, the coffee company, and it boasts around uh, four billion a year. And they're right in the next town over. In the uh, last three or so years at Dr. Pepper slash Cadbury, the in-house agency, uh, we moved over to, uh, we, we were moved over to always uh, seem like we were on the brink of disaster. It was uh, still the same as working as a permanent Dr. Pepper employee with the exception of any steady leadership, along with the gut feeling we'd be replaced by another in-house agency, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> my last days there were ugly, unprofessional, and the lowest time of my career, hopefully never to be repeated. As a personal boycott, not one drop of Dr. Pepper has been consumed by me since May 25th, 2007. Wow. Here's my question. Any of the Dr. Pepper knockoffs? Have Mr. Pibb? Dr. Scooter, any of those ones that they got, uh, the generic kind? Yeah. Concerning David uh, Nowton, uh, I had the chance to meet him at a local fan expo years ago when I was still with Dr. Pepper. He was seated right next to Linda Blair, who was also very delightful. I'd always be worried about her throwing up on me. Be so scared. Uh, a co-worker at uh, PR, who I've forgotten the name of, uh, brought a bunch of Dr. Pepper mater- materials to be signed from Nowton's run during the I'm a Pepper campaign, Naughton signed everything as oh. we watched and visited with him, uh, telling him uh, what we did as Dr. Pepper employees. I'm sure it was uh, framed and displayed along with all the other Dr. Pepper memorabilia we had had all over the building. Naughton is a solid part of Dr. Pepper history from probably their strongest ad campaign. I would say that's their I would say that too. I don't even know another ad campaign yeah. by them. Uh, there's that tiny sweet one. There's a little kind of elfish character. That's not as good. After Dr. Pepper, I worked for TikTok. Wow, not that one. No. In downtown Dallas. 
we were part of a massive global company called Omnicon. And our building uh, was a network of agencies. It sounds you guys uh, created Robocop, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. It specialized in different aspects of advertising mm-hmm. and Robocop, I assume. <laughs> our advertising job, Robocop. Yeah, our job was to take uh, the graphic or art, sometimes designed by me, but not always, and facilitate its printing. We did apparel, publishing, promotional, and packaging. But my time there only lasted two and a half years. The CFO was found dead in his parents' home what? and left TikTok with a messy backlog of book bookkeeping and not enough projections to employ the whole company. So ten of us were let go. Dark twist. That's weird. To the story of Omnicon. Holy yeah. shit! He was shot to death by Robocops. The well, the machine that they invented to try to replace Robocop. That's Dave's joke. That's that's him. I wouldn't buy that joke for a dollar. <laughs> A few short months later, <laughs> I followed some breadcrumbs to Idea Planet, where I currently work for, uh, where I currently work and have worked for 13 years and running. We were technically bought by BDA in Seattle last year. So Seattle, I'll be there soon. Uh, but we still do the same work we always have. We do gaming collectibles for Sony, Ubisoft, and Action Fi- uh, Activision, to name a few. Our latest client is currently Chick Fil A, which I dedicate about 90% of my time to these days. I'm going to tell you a little Chick Fil A thing. Uh, okay. I um, a long time ago. Yeah, I wrote uh, a bunch of comic books for Chick Fil A. Mm. They never got released. They oh. were about the super cows. And you're going, hey, I know those comics. No, you don't. I wrote ones that came after those. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so that's my Chick Fil A connection. Uh, I've worked for Walmart, Southwest Airlines, Disney, Warner Brothers, and many, many others while at Idea Planet. But my absolute favorite was the eight years working with 20th Century Fox Promotions. Please visit my new portfolio website. I added in the website area above this post if you haven't already seen it, and you'll see what I mean. And if you want to see Idea Planet's website and all the cool stuff we do, please visit it here. And there's a link, and I did, and it is cool. Mm. Agreed on the coolness. Very, very cool. That's cool. One last proud factoid. Due to uh, some strange twist of fate, I've had the opportunity to work on every X-Men film and both Deadpool films since 20th Century Fox was a client of Dr. Pepper, TikTok, and Idea Planet during my time with all three, with the exception of Logan. Wow. I can remember, I don't think there was any snacks or whatever uh, in Logan. Maybe there was. Uh, I can remember sitting in the theater before Dark Phoenix started thinking to myself, I've been promoting these damn mutants for over 20 years. <laughs> Jesus, I did reveal it all. Thanks, guys. And yeah, we got a link there to his site. Now, it wouldn't be a proper letters page without Louise. And so here we go. Louise. A better podcast to rake leaves uh, to while wearing Bluetooth headphones is Blank Check with uh, Griffin and David hmm. because I don't mind missing parts of it when I move out of range of the iPad I'm synced with. I would never want to miss a word of Sneaky Dragon. Aw. That's very sweet. It's very do nice. Do we have any emails, David? We do have emails. And let's read them all. Emails. Uh, Sour Patch Kids. So we do have one. It's a completely Beatles one, but it, it does. It, it ha- You'll see why I'm going to read it. Okay. I don't normally read ones that come to our uh, sidecast, but this all one right. I did, I'm going to read. It says, hi, Ian and Dave. I am now on my third re-listen of Completely Beatles, and I must say, I enjoy this podcast as much as I did when I first heard it back in 2016. Being a musician myself, this really opened my eyes and ears maybe on a lot of technical stuff I would have probably missed otherwise. The Beatles music quite literally shaped my whole life, so it's great to know people like you two are still talking in great details about them and the major influence they had on our pop culture. 
Thank you for your stellar work. And long live the Sneaky Dragon podcast. Aww. From Emile in Quebec, Canada. Oh, I'm from Quebec, Canada. He said, P.S. I'm guessing you guys have listened to Now and Then. What are your thoughts on it? Also, the new 2023 mixes for the Red and Blue compilation albums that came out last Friday sound incredibly good considering all the re- recording context I've learned while listening to your podcast. I haven't had, I do have the new Red and Blue compilation albums, but I haven't had time to listen to them. So I will give you my thoughts on that stuff. In fact, we're going to do, we won't really talk about it because we're going to yeah. do a show and we'll talk about that we stuff. We will talk about it. In an actual Completely Beatles episode that will appear eventually sometime in the next century. We got a, an email from Mark Dobrovolsky who said his headline is Bell and Sebastian tour the continent in 2024. Is hey Dave. Just saw that Bell and Sebastian have rescheduled their North American tour for next spring. The date closest to you in BC looks like May 19th, 2024 at the Moore Theater in Seattle, Washington. They're also doing Portland, more of a hike. Weather Station is doing support for both shows, which is great because I really like Weather Station. She's fabulous. And Canadian. The band is touring behind the albums Late Developers and A Bit of Previous. I'm not a huge fan of those works. I agree, Mark. Preferring earlier stuff, particularly when Sarah Martin was providing strings and woodwinds. So does that mean that Sarah Martin is no longer in the group? I didn't know that either. So that's, that's uh, sad. I kind of, I really like them in their, their plucky early days when they were a, a gang of, of, you know, Glaswegian kids coming out into the world who wouldn't give interviews to music magazines and were criticized for being shambolic on stage. And in a way, I think it was 1996, they, they came through Vancouver and they played at the Croatian Cultural Center. And for some reason, I did not go to see that show. And I, I, if I do think about it, which isn't often, I just kick myself that I didn't, you know, go see them because that would have been like the optimal time to see Bell and Sebastian. Unfortunately, I was working that night. And in those days, I had a real issue with the idea of like taking time off of work, which is stupid, but I, I, that was where I was. So anyway, Mark was going to say, but I still plan to see them when they hit Philadelphia in April as I'm on the East Coast. Would you consider seeing them at this point? Murdoch isn't getting younger. Check out the band photo on Pitchfork. They are aging, as are we. Hello to Ian. More Hello. jokes, please. We can all use a laugh these days. Continue the prime work. And happy 12th from Mark Dobrovolsky. Thank you so much, Thank Mark. Thank you so much. Yeah, would I consider seeing them? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if I would want to drive down to Seattle to see see them. I know that sounds kind of lazy. But it's one of those things where you feel like I missed the best time to see them. Mm-hmm. To see them now would be like kind of, I don't know, it'd be like when, for me, it would be like, I didn't see the Rolling Stones performing in the early 70s, and now I'm going to go see a show now. Like, what's the point? Yeah, it'd be like seeing us uh, last year. Yeah. That was when we peaked. When we stank. Uh, hey, guess who wrote? Hmm? Laurel Robertson wrote. That's I right. I do know that. That's she, true. She says, hello, and happy Thanksgiving. That's her subject. Laurel says, hi, David, and hello, Ian. Hello. A mushroom walks into a bar. <laughs> Bartender says, hey, we don't serve your kind. Why not? I'm a fun guy. It's my dad's joke and the only one I can remember ever. He died in 2021, a month short of 90 years old. One of my nephews, the one with a lot of tattoos, suggested we should all get mushroom tattoos in tribute. When that nephew visited last April for a couple of weeks, he and my daughter and I did go and get matching mushroom tattoos on our right ankles. Now we're challenging the rest of the family to get one too. It was my first at 66 years old, and I'm proud of it. There are no better podcasts than Sneaky Dragon. Oh, bless. There are a lot of podcasts out there, as you know, 
and they may be different and entertaining, but not better. David, you and Ian are who you are. Two witty, smart, talented guys with really big hearts. Your conversations are amusing, humorous, and often heartfelt with deep insight, such as this week's episode, 623. Honestly, I can't remember there being any insight in that episode, but hey, I'm glad people took something from it. Big hearts, short memories. <laughs> Can't lose. <laughs> yes, big hearts, small memories. For as long as you choose to do a Sneaky Dragon podcast, I'll be here for it. And congratulations on your 12-year anniversary. That is a huge milestone, and I thank you for all these years of delightful shows. You're real fun guys. Aww. And I'm your real great fan in North Carolina, Laurel. You are real great, Laurel. You're right. Thank you for writing. She also sent us... A picture of yeah, the tattoo, I saw that, which is pretty nice. It looks like the ta- it looks like the mushroom. They from- all look infected. I'm worried. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're fresh, obviously. That, and mm, let's hope that's so. That's like the worst time to see a tattoo, but uh, they remind me of the mushrooms from Fantasia. Okay, yeah, little people mushrooms. I don't know. Those are very sweet. It's very nice, and I like that uh, you and your daughter are wearing matching tennis shoes. It's <laughs> cute. Hopefully so- not because you're in a cult. <laughs> That's how it starts with that's the matching. With the sneakers. That's how you're right. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Real bad. Bad sign. Um, here's uh, here's my question for uh, one of my, you know, you guys have a question too. It's all fine. Uh, but I wanted to get uh, your, uh, what should we do? Here's the thing. Looking for your advice for the next 12 years. What <laughs> should we do? What's our 12-year plan? Oh, okay. What should we achieve? And I don't mean just like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking... Over a, time. I'm talking a 12-year plan. Sure, we sure. Got, we're going to do this for another 12 years. Yeah. So if we do this for another 12 years... I would be the best age, 69. Oh. All right. There you go. And then, you know, on on that on on that day, we'll just go nice and like wrap up the podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what should what should our twelve year plan okay. be okay. for uh, upcoming twelve year plan for this podcast be? Sure. All right. Okay. Sounds good. My question is related to my smile talk: is what media would you like to see reconstructed by AI? Is there like a movie or an album that you feel like you know, uh, you know, like the lost sort of album? Like maybe and one I can think of as an example is wouldn't it be cool if they could use AI to restore Arson Wells' uh, film that he did after Citizen Kane? You know the one I'm talking about, The Magnificent Ambersons. Okay. That was uh, hatcheted by the studio when he had gone out of South America to, to, to film something for the war effort. Would I think that would be kind of cool if they could use AI to re- reproduce that movie. Um, now, obviously, AI would have to get better than it is. But, you know. but is there something that you can think of that... Something that you've always wanted to hear or see that doesn't exist, but we could maybe duplicate it with AI. Here's what I would like to see. All right. I would like a. What would a, I would like to see like a kind of Clarence Darrow style defense. Okay. Okay. Of AI by AI, <laughs> but in the style of Clarence Darrow. Mm. So I'd like to see you know uh, the a Clarence Darrow, Darrow type uh, presenting you know. You've heard some bad stuff about AI, but let me tell you, and I'll tell you because I'm AI, and so I'll, I'll be able to tell you that. <laughs> sure, and like, sure. A, a one-person show written by AI about the benefits of AI, and it could be performed by a live person, Okay, you know, with the script that's there. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay, in your own words, AI, why, why are you okay, and why is this all right? Speaking of AI, um, actually, I mean, you think something else? <laughs> 
<laughs> a little while ago, Lisa asked me um, how to spell I, I caramba. Okay. And I, so I told her how to spell it. And then she was for an email and she sent it off. And then she said, what does I caramba mean anyway? And I said, let's have sex. And she just like her whole like her whole face like turned into like a giant pie plate. Her eyes grew as like big as her as big as her head. And she's I said no, just joking, just joking. Just, just, it's just like a you know like it just means like holy moly or something. Yeah. It's just like meaningless. But but it was a good moment for me. But anyway, AI, <laughs> AI. Um, I can't remember what's going with. Oh, on, when I post the show, when I post the show on the website, there's this little thing that you can use AI to to uh, check your your um script what I, what I wrote text. for the yeah that my text and so the very first time i saw it i'm like oh okay let's see what it says so then it was like you know this is a very good thing it's clear blah, blah, blah. you could maybe make these changes so i made the changes and i'm like well, i guess i'll just press ai again and then i'll get like a full full marks so press it again totally different suggestions not any and yeah. all really weird and not helpful and actually i felt like i feel like the changes i made originally uh, to it to to match its uh, suggestions actually were bad and that kind of ruined the text. But I didn't change it; I just left it the way it was. But this is sort of funny. It's not helpful. That's not helpful. You should when you complete what you ask for AI, you should just come back. I felt like I was my mother is AI. You know, do this. Okay, I did it. What do you think now? No, not good. Do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> what? can't win and then ai goes this is going right up on the fridge mm. and it's like and there's a little uh, little graphic of a fridge and like click and it just puts your thing up there and you go thank you i uh, visited my brother last week actually oh nice sunday how, oh. how are they doing I haven't seen him for a little while oh, i was doing good so so one of my one of my nephews as well my other nephew was how many nephews do you have i have well two nephews on that side of the family and i have okay. two nephews on, on lisa's side of the family all right you ever try and get them to fight see uh, who's the strongest of the nephews yeah, that's a good point i don't think that either Either of them would enjoy it very much. Okay, very good. Maybe two of them would enjoy it. Two of them are more roughhousers. Yeah. And then the older ones are a couple of... Uh, little family feud. They're little... They're kind of... kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say prim and proper, but they're more uh, on the, uh, you know, chess-playing side of things. Okay. Whereas their, their younger siblings are more sporty roughhousers. Okay. So, yeah, I think... So, maybe the older ones would, would you know, they'd be the ones that encourage the fighting and maybe do the... The planning and sort of it yes. caused all the the stuff to happen, and then they would just stand back and watch their handiwork because their yeah. as their younger younger brothers suffered the consequences sure. of all their sociopaths. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. say sociopaths, yeah. but you know, nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good to it was good to visit, uh, and I borrowed I borrowed his tile saw. That was kind of my reason for driving over there to to, to see him. I needed I have to was going to cut tile the next day, and so. But I was cutting mosaic tile, which is, you know, little bitty tiles on a, on a net. They're kind of glued down, I assume, glued down onto a net. And so I went to cut them with this tile saw. And all I did was just like, the first one got up to it. And then it just sort of like danced against the blade. Ooh. And kind of slowly got a little bit of a, a drill mark in it. But it didn't like effectively cut it. And so then I was like, well, this is not going to work. So I had to like take all that apart. I set to, set up this whole thing in the carport to cut tile, and then I had to drive to the home, the hardware store. Fortunately, they were open because the local hardware store. They were closed on Saturday for Remembrance Day, but they were open on Monday. And so I bought a diamond uh, wheel for my my um, uh, angle grinder, and I used that instead, and that worked great. It worked great. But the whole time I was when I got done, I didn't even finish that day. I started. I was I woke up at seven thirty, went outside at eight thirty. Started putting stuff together. At 9.30, I realized it wasn't going to work. I drove to the store, got this thing. He came back. So around 10 o'clock, I got seriously down to work. 
took a break midday. Eve came over. Eve was house sitting in the neighborhood, so she came over. And we went out for lunch. We went out for some pho together, and then so I took a bit of a break then. But other than that, I worked all day on this thing from ten till five ish, and I didn't even finish. Mm. Like I was just cutting. I was just cutting and mm. placing them so that when I went to put everything down with the, with the thin thin set, everything was cut and ready to go. I wouldn't have to like be worried about the right. thin set setting while I was futzing around outside. And I didn't even finish that. I'm just like, <laughs> like when you watch like these shows or you know YouTube videos where people like show you how to tile or whatever. I wish they would have like a clock or something <laughs> to give you a sense of like how long it yeah. takes to do this stuff. Like seriously, like it makes it look so fast, right? They just like zoop, they're done. They're already got everything all fitted, and then they start mortaring. Like I, I like next weekend I'm gonna do the mortaring, but I'm really like, how long is it gonna take me? Am I gonna be doing it into the night? Probably am. Like, it seems like it's going to take a long time. Partly it's an experience. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So a lot of it's like, you know, I'm sure that those guys know like, okay, I'm here. If I just kind of bulk cut a bunch of stuff for this one side, they'll all match. Right. Whereas I didn't have that confidence. I would like measure each one and go down and cut it with the with the angle grinder and then take it back upstairs, put it in place. Looks good. Measure the next one, go downstairs. So it took quite a while. And I, I just, I don't know how they do it. I just don't know. Because it's just so fast in all the shows. But they, obviously they edit it. But even then, like, I wish they would just have like a a date counter or something just yeah. to let you know. Like it's not all one day yeah. that they do this. They they come back again and and uh, and start over. And 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 also a lot of the shows there's two or two people or three people. So that there's you know they can go faster because one person's cutting or yelling down the cuts and the person cuts them and brings them upstairs and they're you know so. It's one thing like I mean I don't I don't do that kind of thing. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to replace light bulbs right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but. Uh, you know, I do do a lot of cooking. Yeah. And one thing I like in the recipes that I use are it'll tell you what the prep time is. Yes, I do and, like you know, that too. And not yeah. just the other stuff. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this gives me a, an idea. Yeah. It's not going to be exact, but yeah. at least you have an idea. Yeah, I do like that for sure. Uh, but yeah, they don't <laughs> they don't give you a prep time for in these videos. So it's kind of frustrating. And the other thing was I was okay on Tuesday after I did I worked on Monday. But when yesterday, Wednesday, I was exhausted after the day. Like I was... I mean, I had to do a trailer by myself because we were just kind of short on guys that day. Oh, we were, wow. we were okay. down two guys. So I just did like basically did the whole trailer That's by myself. That's a considerable amount of work. Except for the doors I pulled off. I had some help with that from someone because it's a two-man job at that point. But but then I got home and I was I went to the gym. And even going to even the gym. Even though you were exhausted. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I got to go to the gym even though I'm tired. And the whole time it was just like the most miserable experience. I was really, I was just like, so I just felt like this. I just felt like, ugh, why am I even here? But I just had to do it because I took Monday off. To do all the tile stuff, so I just, you know, I was like, God, I can't have too many days off in a row. I got to keep keep on this. So I was, uh, so yeah, I was just exhausted. Then I got home, I made dinner, and then uh, did a little bit of stuff. Then I sat down and I got an iced tea, and I was watching TV and drinking this iced tea. And then, luckily, I finished it because I fell asleep with it in my arm, like like yeah. holding it. I fell asleep and woke up when it fell over and all the ice fell on the floor. And uh, oh, it hit me in the face as well as it fell. So, so that woke me up, and I was just like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Enough of this. I was watching that the show. Uh, I love movies. The movie that uh, about mm. the boy, Canadian movie. But uh, had to go to bed. It's okay. Yeah, that film. Yeah. 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 So I, I was kind of going that way. I was kind of like, yeah. this is all right. Not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I like this kid enough to want to watch the whole. I movie. had a similar thing where like I dropped a book in the bathtub. And I was like, <laughs> fuck! I just fell asleep enough for it to fall in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm so paranoid about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah, hopefully I'm better rested. But yeah, it's it's funny. I was just uh, obviously like running up and down the stairs all day long. Just took it out of me. 
and then I compound it with with. Give work. yourself enough sleep. Sleep is so important. Yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could convince uh, Risa of that, but uh... oh, and apologies to people for last week's show being late. We had, the, uh, had a power outage at home, so normally I do it at night uh, and then get it post, have it ready to post it six in the morning our time. But the power went out, so uh, didn't get that. Didn't get that. And for some reason, right and for some reason, there was something wrong with uh, you know the Seeky Dragon site that fixed itself. Yeah, I don't uh, know but what that for was, a, but... a period of time with refresh, it was not uh, up as well. And that was just, I don't know why. And uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't Stuff know either. Stuff happens, it's the internet. It's uh, the AI program. <laughs> yes. I'm going to blame them. <laughs> it might have been a maintenance issue. Who knows? It's hard to tell yeah. sometimes. It could have been, uh, I, I do make fun sometimes of Elon Musk. So that could be that as well. I do It could well. just be petty revenge on I, his part. I do make fun of him as well. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could read. Uh, uh, Regis and I were writing back and forth on, on my own email. Yeah. Because he sent me a little while ago a... a an image of Tintin on a, a freeway underpass in Paris. And he had said in the email, this right at the edge of what they call the uh, frontier or frontier sanitaire. Yeah. Which is like, so it, which it marks the end of the city and the beginning of like the, the suburbs. So it's kind of like this, you know, kind of no man's land, you know, as you go in, out of, out of Paris into blah. Right. Right. And I said, I said, we kind of have that here. Only the, it keeps the, Border keeps moving as as housing prices go up. Everyone gets more and yeah. more. So you know when I when we grew up, no one would want to live in Surrey. Ugh, Surrey, blah. And you know, and why would you live in Langley? What an idiot! And now it's like, oh, Langley's a great place to live. I love Langley. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. The, the things keep moving now. It's out as far as hope. You know, people are living way out there and commuting for hours to try to have a house. You know, and so and but uh, yeah, we had a kind of back and forth on that. It was quite fun. And then he was talking about. Oh, maybe I will read it anyway. <laughs> Sorry, we just to. That's all right. It sounded email. like we were wrapping up, didn't it? it did wrong? Sound. It did absolutely, absolutely <laughs> it did wrong. Sound. It did sound like it, but I just want to read just a little bit of this uh, back and forth. Sorry, I have to find it here. Please. So, um, I'll find it, everyone. Don't you worry. I know where it is. I have no idea where it is in this list of stuff. I may have even like erased it because I'm a weirdo. Okay. Um, it's more time for me to eat candy. <laughs> So he just he wrote it. He he said in his in his. I won't read all of it, but down at the bottom, he said he was talking about. Uh, well, it was his letter was about the fact that he had written this sentence in the email to me in the original email to me when he sent me that image of Tintin. And looking back at it, he's like, "What was I saying? I don't even know what I meant by this sentence." And I just had said, um, "He just said maybe Ian is right. Not only the Google thing, or because of." Uh, because automatic translator mimic ADHD plus light dyslexia. I reopened my last mail to get your email to send you my findings about the unavailable image on SD website, which is a shame. Uh, slight aside, I had turned off the the gallery that I had used to post the images, uh, telecards, because I had a thing where the show wasn't posting. So I just turned off all my plugins to try to find the culprit that would fix it, and then I didn't bother turning it back on. But I did... After he mentioned it, because I'd forgot about it. And he says, and, er, oh yeah, why he might be right, because I reread my above sentence, and it took me several long seconds to really get what I mean by not even in France. <laughs> I broadly remembered the idea behind what I intended to write, but I can't get my mind around making the writing nicely match it anymore. And the your, as in you are, seems misleading to me now that I reread it. 
Is it you, the Dave person, or Canada I refer to? Can't really remember. Decide, decipher. I think I might be a little Japanese. All is contextual. They drop everything contextual along the progression of the text or conversation. And the Google Translator comparison became suddenly more accurate. But in the case that the reader brain is Google Translator translating decontextualized sentences into English. But as the primary source is English, that appears that it had been already been translated by Google. And he wrote Goggle, G-O-G-O-L-E. And I was like, oh, maybe that's a French translation of Google? I don't know. I see, I see. I see why he described it as some sort of unintended poetry and a thought journey to read. My bad. As a conclusion, <laughs> did you get any of that? As said at the end of the post-credit of Community and Rick and Morty, the baseline of the Dan Harmon production company. Well, I hope all the family is all right. And I can't wait to upload the next installment of Sneaky D production, which should be imminent. And sorry for all this mess. Bye. And then he wrote, P.S. Goggle, G-O-G-O-L-E, refers to a French insult, a diminutive which originated from the word Mongol, the inhabitants of Mongolia, which, in a very wrong analogy, face resemblance the one of a person with trisomy, trisomy disorder, which obviously we have that here. We used to call people with Down syndrome mongoloids, which is a terrible thing, and we don't do it anymore, thank goodness. So in French, a dum-dum was referred to as a Mongol, a trisomic, a Gaulman, the Verlan version, which inhabitants of popular neighborhoods inverse, invert similars to alienate the bourgeois, and a goggle, G-O-G-O-L, its diminutive, by doubling the syllable like dum-dum. We hate Google, so we, mis- we mispronounce somebody's name. Oh, sorry, we mis- so we hate Google, so we call it goggle because the homophony, or homophony, <laughs> and that mispronouncing somebody's name is in itself insulting by mispronouncing it as a double syllable reinforced insult we quadruple the effect take that you evil google so anyway so i responded to this <laughs> i said thanks for not really explaining what that mysterious sentence meant when i read it at the time i thought it was it was an intended thought fragment designed to baffle me Thanks also for the possibly irrelevant explanation of Gogol, which I had initially taken as a subtle reference to the Russian author Gogol, or Gogol, author of Dead Souls, in which the central character artificially inflates his value by buying the rights to dead serfs at a discount. Uh, oops, and this cuts off. <laughs> Sorry, just one second. Why is this not? Anyway, so I, why did that happen? I must have sent it to him. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, where did I say that? Oh, making him look like a successful landowner. I don't know if you know that book, Dead Souls. So, it's about this guy who goes around to to farms and he buys the rights to dead serfs. And he, he and he's able to then put those dead people onto his, ro- onto his oh, roles. Okay. And it makes him look like he's a successful landowner because he has all these serfs. Okay. In reality, they don't exist. And so, I said, making him look like a successful landowner. Perhaps another good analogy for the tech industry. Um, there we go. And then I said, here in North America, we also referred to people suffering from Down syndrome as Mongolians. Thank God we can blame Europeans for that counsel-worthy faux pas. Unfortunately, just like the ever-expanding euphemisms for the male member, we will never run out of forbidden words to describe stupidity, as each new descriptor will be taken up by schoolyard comedians and turned into insults. Ah, well, at least the word genius was never abused. So there. I said, take care. There you go. That was our little back and forth. But I just uh, I enjoyed one my analogy of of dead souls as uh, describing the tech and tech industry, the buying of dead souls. So nice. Yeah. There you so go. Unintended bits of genius. I use that ironically. And this has been a sneaky dragon after show. <laughs>
<laughs> Remember when we ended the show about a half hour ago? Let's call it Sneaky Dragon After Dark. There you go. Uh, you can write to us at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Go on Facebook where we're at uh, Sneaky Dragon. Go on X at Sneaky underscore Dragon or Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. Uh, we have our own website, too. We're big boys. <laughs> and uh, that is where every episode of the show for the last 12 freaking years yeah, is. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's like, you know, that last scene of the Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's all our episodes are there. And one of them, if you listen to it, will melt your face. Which one is it? You don't know. Well, Be curious. careful when curious you listen. myself now. There you go. Uh, but, uh, you can go there and you can listen to any episode of any one of our, uh, podcasts from the very first Sneaky Dragon to the most recent Horse Mysteries and Refresh My Memory spinoff podcasts and I know we mentioned the Beatles. Uh, yeah, we got completely Beatles on there. I know we probably mentioned Marx Brothers. Full Marx is on there. So many, uh, so many uh, podcasts. Go check them out. As well as a whole bunch of Dave's delightful art is on there. Some of my delightful art, but mostly Dave's delightful art is also on there. It's a, it's a, it's a good way to spend a couple of minutes. Go, <laughs> go mess around there, and you can like uh, post your thoughts on any one of our episodes or what have you, and then uh, force us to read them out loud. That's and true. then uh, with our sore throats at the end of talking for three hours <laughs> and go, uh, 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 and then uh, go back to the old episodes and listen to our young voices mm. going, hey, hey, this is really good. Oh, boy, it's fun. <laughs> back when we used to. Is that what uh, it sounds like? Yeah, it was right after I did Steamboat Willie. Uh, I did <laughs> this podcast. So anyway, we would love to hear from you. And uh, this has been a delightful 12 years. We it will continue been. onward. It has been. Sam's so youthful sounding. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time on Sneaky Dragon. Stay frosty. Oh, that's good. That's a new one. Chillax. Oh, even better. Cool your jets. Don't like it. Freeze your nuts. That's the one. <laughs>